0: I do have a quick review. If we can start off with an impromptu an impromptu review, review out of of, nowhere. of what? I don't know. So it's two, it's two totally different reviews. Like okay? movies or shows so or we're we reviewing. All, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, right? Yes. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to hope all hope the everyone's fans having out a there. great great holiday. And Turkeys. I'm going to start stuff off different because it's a different show. We're d- going to be doing some Thanksgiving stuff. Of course. Uh some Thanksgiving stuffing, mm. if you will. Okay, so a couple quick reviews. First off, an old review of Inglorious Bastards.
1: Oh, yeah, great.
0: Second, I'm going to give a review of
1: the shacaroni from uh, Papa John's. The what? The shacaroni. Is, is this a Shaquille O'Neal sponsored item? Is that why it's called the shacaroni? Oh. <laughs> have
0: you not is seen Is it really these not? It has
1: nothing to do with Shaq? It, it does have to do with Oh, shack. okay. Yes, I was yes, like, yes, why yes. is it named yes, this? Yes. No, I haven't and seen the, the commercials. No, so it's the shacaroni pizza from uh, Papa John's pizza. What makes it like, what's, do, is it just a lot of pepperoni? Extra or large extra cheese, extra pepperoni. And I went
0: extra sauce. So it's just a giant pepperoni
1: (laughs) pizza. That's all it is. It's just a big... It's just an extra large pepperoni pizza that Shaq got his name on. Yes, it is. Brilliant branding. All right, so first off,
0: and this will be quick, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Dude, this is...
1: 91 out of 100 oh yeah one of my favorite movies it is my so favorite tarantino good. movie as well it is so which is good. saying something
0: the chapters the Incredible. way they split it up the acting the casting because ca- how are you gonna yeah. cast the cast is massive even for tiny roles like mike myers is in that okay. for like a like a 90 yes. second role you're exactly right the tiny roles are amazingly cast the medium roles amazingly- how do you cast for hitler how do you fucking cast for, like... How about
1: being that guy? Somebody. It's like, I look I know, enough right? like Hitler That's what to get Ali this said. job.
0: Yeah, she goes, who like who would play that? But it's it's all so well hey, yeah, done. Yeah, they all speak German, so exactly. it's a double, like, really. like, dude, the American people, the British people, the... the mm-hmm. uh, and I will say this: Brad Pitt, his
1: his accent at first is jarring. Right, it is. But I don't even know if it's that good of an accent. I just think it's kind of funny. It's Is no, that really no. how people from that part of Tennessee speak? I don't know. See, that's
0: the issue. Is he's from Tennessee, but I think that's more of like an Arkansas, Missouri blend.
1: Interesting. In,
0: in yeah. my opinion, that that's not. But it's just gotta, it's like a
1: comical accent more than anything. It kind of is. But yeah.
0: I love that movie. So good. And you know, a ninety-one maybe doing it. Maybe can I change it once I gave it? Change it. it. Is, are there rules? That we implemented with the old school uh, What are uh, the movies? rules? Um,
1: <laughs> um yeah, no, there's no rules. If you want to I'm, your... I'm going ninety two eight. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, ninety two eight it. for sure. Dude, yeah. the, the, that movie has one of the most incredibly written and intense scenes. It's that whole it's that scene in the basement with the uh where where they get Uh, They get caught for being, you know, fake Germans, like fake, fake German, that whole basement, um, uh, wine or they're in the bar, right? It's like a basement bar. Yep is one of the most intense scenes and it's so good because every time you're watching you forget you're watching a movie you're, you're so wrapped into how intense that scene is that oh my god they've been they've been found or are they right. gonna get caught out or caught up or whatever and the dialogue is incredible like I remember the first time I saw that movie like the second that scene went down I was like holy like that's my that's how I judge like a really great movie is that I forget I'm watching a movie I'm just so into it
0: in the background actors the, yep. the 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 group who was having a party played such a big role because yep. you know remember max came up and he yep. disrupted it and, and oh and then oh all the captains let's not ruin it if you haven't no. seen it out oh there my God. but it's you a great movie so anyway it. uh uh 928 and Love so what do I I always give it something What should I give from glorious bastards 92.8. we'll give it eight. oh you know we'll give it scalps don't, don't, okay. scalps <laughs> All right, oh, we'll give God.
1: it 92.8 scalps. I was going to say, don't say swastikas. <laughs> oh, God. And obviously, for those out there, it, it takes place during World War II. There's lots of Nazis <laughs> in it. Uh, Tyler and I, not, not a fan. Well, as,
0: as Quentin Tarantino often puts it, it's his revisionist history movie. It's right. It's one of three that
1: he's done. Great movie. And scalps, I, that's a great yeah, way. Yeah, so
0: c- 92.8 scalps Yep. It's, uh, it's, what he gets.
1: Isn't it every, every guy owes him 100 scalps or yep. 50 scalps or something you like that? You so,
0: 100 scalps.
1: That's right. Okay. The Chacaroni. Movie. Let's go okay, from that to the Chacaroni. <laughs> did you have the Chacaroni while you watched *Inglorious <laughs> ch- Bastards*? I did not. No?
0: I don't like to eat while I'm watching movies like that. Oh, Well, well, well actually, that's not true. We had popcorn. Okay. So a little, well, yeah, a little popcorn. Popcorn fits. That's not like, like a bill a, a pepperoni That's actually pizza. the whole thing. Exactly. So uh, the Chacaroni is, uh, I'm going to give this uh, 47 pepperonis. Out
1: no, 47.2. Okay. So not great. Out of 100. Not no? a great review.
0: And you called it out earlier. It's just because it's a giant pepperoni pizza. It's just a big pepperoni now, pizza. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. This plays at almost every college football break. Like uh, Maybe it's not- because
1: I'm streaming through Fubo. It, that's why. So that's all my why. commercials are a little bit different. Your commercials
0: are different. Oh, that's It why. could be
1: that, but like, I mean, it sounds, but I feel like I see other Papa John's commercials. Better ingredients, better pizza. I get that. I just haven't seen the shakaroni. So there ones.
0: have been two prominent commercials. Like, so I, far. I see the Papa Dia commercials. One, they go to the, the door. It's Shack. He answers. They go, oh my God, it's Shack. They invite him in. It's a Shackaroni. okay? Right. The second is it's a bunch of Shacks at the same table, i.e., Eddie Murphy, mm. and they're all talking to the same Shack, <laughs> and, and it's for the Shackaroni. So Interesting. Those are the two commercials. I can't believe. A man of such cinematic prowess—that's how I would
1: define you. Cinematic. Uh,
0: you're uh, missing out on these commercials. I I can't believe you haven't seen them. Yet. Yeah, and I'm
1: pretty good about like you know what commercial I see nonstop, and it's still like uh, I, I hate to admit it, like I it still makes me giggle every time. Yeah, is the uh, the cheese its commercial where it's like a football locker room, and he's like, I woke up feeling the cheesiest, Coach. Every time I hear that, I just I go, ha-ha. I just chuckle a little bit. Every time I hear it, I still enjoy it. I did it's so it. stupid.
0: That's great. No, I agree. Yep. That's, a, that's a great commercial. I and woke you know up what?
1: feeling the cheesiest, Coach. During all this, you know, you know who we're Jeez.
0: missing today? is Fry and Ryan. That's right.
1: No no producer Smitty no, in the no, house.
0: No producer Smitty, no yep. Fry and Ryan. I bet that he
1: has seen the, the, uh, the, the what is it? The Shaq, to- the what? The Shaq? Chacaroni, he's seen the Chacaroni commercial, I think The bet. Chacaroni, he yes. was Right now he's listening going, of, of course I've seen the fucking Chacaroni commercial, <laughs> but I right. haven't. So, Or at least just, I, I've seen it, but it hasn't entered my, my brain. I haven't absorbed the knowledge. But, but, but
0: honestly, like I said- it's just super average. Right. It's nothing better than a large pepperoni pizza. And here's the thing if you're Papa get John's it,
1: decent pizza though. I for, do as far like as pa- like delivery well, goes. I like
0: the papas. I don't want to rail you on like papas. Pa- I want to rail on the idea that the shakaroni is, is something super right. different. So right. here's what you gotta do. Why not give a little pro tip? Okay. Mm. Just ask them or on, on the app you can do this too. Uh, bake it well done. Mm. Well done, get peaks. Ex- get extra sauce. Okay, I would because it doesn't come with extra sauce. It needs extra sauce.
1: That's your favorite part of the pizza. That the sauce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite part of the pizza for sure. Is the, the extra sauce, sauce. <laughs> and I would recommend that. So get the extra sauce because uh, it comes with extra cheese, extra pepperoni. So get yeah. extra sauce and get it well done. That's it. Mm. Then suddenly, I think you have something. They should do that automatically. They so that, should. That's my review.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. Look, I actually like Shack branded things. Have you ever had like the the Shaq tea? He has like his own tea line. Like, I mean, no. he's, a, he's a branding champion. May his I'll name, is, the World Cup, his name champion is worth a, a lot. No, it's not like that kind of tea. It's like Arizona like tea, like the kind of oh. you get in, like a Seven Eleven. That's <laughs> oh. just like all sugar. Okay, um, but not bad. So yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I'm into it. Um, I, I I would. I, it's been a while. I should have had Papa John's. If I'm being totally honest with you, but I always I always thought that you know. Uh, you know, better ingredients, better, better pizza. But I like about new Papa new John's. sponsor of the show, Papa yeah. John's. Uh, they have the garlic dipping sauce, which I oh, love yeah, for That's sure. And and they put the the banana peppers in the box too. Yep, exactly. Like, I, I love little when you add just a little bit of something for the presentation, a little something to throw, you know, spice it up. I'm into it. I'm super into it. So that's, we start off with, with, with two reviews, which I love. Yeah, two reviews. Uh, and we do have a good show, of course. We're going to talk about uh, College football. Ball. We have some Thanksgiving-themed content. Um, we're going to finish. Actually, no, we should wait. for the. We have to wait now for the final four for the bracket because Producer Smitty's not here. So the final yeah, four for the helmet bracket we'll do next week. Hang on, hand. on. I got some turkey sounds
0: real quick. Um, give me uh, a few seconds, and I'll play them for you. Okay. I'll see what you think a about A couple of gobble gobbles.
1: Yeah, it's some gobbles. Is this like what happens when Virginia Tech scores a touchdown and you hear the Hokie gobble? Is it similar to that, or is it 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 like a... Well, you tell me. Let's see. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Love love it. It's a great noise, actually. Fun fact about turkeys. Actually, go ahead and play the second sound. How many turkey sounds do we have here? I don't know, actually. That's it. That's okay. So just just the only turkey sound. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, fun fact about turkeys. Did you know, Tyler that uh, Benjamin Franklin, shout out old Benny Franks. Uh, hey, Benny. Benny Franks. Old Ben. He wanted uh, turkeys to be America's national bird, not the bald eagle. Um, do you know why? Because <sighs> hmm. turkeys are super smart. They're they're very intelligent birds. Um, and even though uh, bald eagle's badass and it has talons and it fucking swoops down and snatches up a fish and freedom and all the stuff that we love about that, he thought that a turkey would be a good representation because they of their intellect and they're a bit like survivability and all that shit.
0: So, how smart are uh, bald eagles? Uh, that's a good question. I think they're probably more like
1: average level of bird intelligence. Okay, but intelligence. that's uh, but
0: when you because well, you throw out average. That's a wide range here. Because average me, amongst we, birds to me. <laughs> <laughs> to me, will what that whole conversation comes down to is mm. now how smart is the bald eagle? Because if, if the bald eagle is only Minorly, I don't even know if it. No, I think the, that it's.
1: I think that tur. It's not even that that bald eagles are dumb. It's that turkeys are on the very high end of okay. bird intelligence. They're the dolphins of the bird world. They are the MITs <laughs> of the bird world. Well, easy. Right? Easy, and so like, easy. Uh, they're the Stanford of the bird world, okay. which is again, Stanford okay. whereas a yeah. bald eagle has talent. It's more like Alabama. They're better at football. They're maybe not as intelligent as their Stanford counterparts. Mm, yeah. Sorry to all the Bama fans out there. But I mean, look, if if you thought you were as intelligent as all the Stanford People like, you know, I don't, I, there's nothing I can do for you. So nothing I um, can do for yeah, you. Ben, Benjamin Franklin wanted turkeys to be the national bird, but you know what? It wouldn't look as cool. Like when we're all getting hyped up, like for instance, for the world cup match against England on Friday, which let's fucking go. We're going to, let's go we're gonna destroy those let's dirty, go. dirty British, uh, jerks. Yes. Um, it, it's much better to have a bald Eagle than a Turkey. Oh, like totally like in that scenario where you're trying to get pumped up. Bur- Maybe I could do a bloody sound. son. Ah! Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> not bad. Uh, not bad at all. So, um, we and then of course, uh, Tyler, we're going to be breaking down. Uh, it's rivalry week, and we're breaking down. We it's week thirteen. It's Boom, the last week, week of the regular 13. season. There's yes. massive matchups, and yes. we're going to br- break down our our best bets. But first, um, there has been some interesting college football news that I wanted to touch on. News, hey. Um, so by the way, can we let everyone know since
0: Fry and Ryan, yes, producer Smitty, producer Smitty, out, O U T. Yep. working for the man. Yep. I am in his seat. Yes. I slid over because someone has to. You have the buttons. Direct. I have the buttons. Tyler loves having so control of y- the buttons. You know what that means, all right? So for
1: news, we're playing this breaking news. Okay, now wait. This is breaking news. However, what I, the news I'm about to break, Lisa's first story is sad. Do we have anything sad? Can uh, you can cue up some sad, like somber music? Is Do it, you have anything like that? Uh, I honestly something we try for bad and keep news? It positive over here. Will okay. Let, let, but let, but let well, the news right I'm about to break now. is not positive. I mean, this sounds like we're in a jazz bar, so um, it's sad it's not, jazz it sounds music. romantic or, <laughs> Does it? Okay, or like, like someone's trying to buy me a cocktail. Why don't I play the Nebraska uh, fight song? That's pretty sad. Well, let's just go no music all then. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, NCAA football delayed another year. Oh, dude. EA EA uh. came out and announced it's not. It, we were all expecting it would come out this next summer, 2023. They came out and said, hey, we never actually officially announced that it would be 2023. That was the expected date for the That's... lot of rumors were. Now, there's two ways to look at this. Obviously, it's we have to wait another year, which is fucking awful. We have to wait till 2024 yeah, now. Off, I am pissed off. I was really looking forward to playing that next year ahead of the next culture ball season. However, however the only f- positive I can take from this is that... Because they, they, what they said, what the, the EA spokesperson or whatever came out and said was, we're essentially building this game from scratch so it's taking longer than we expected. Ooh. This bodes well for this game not sucking and not just being Madden with NFL or with college jerseys on Madden players. Because Madden is trash, in my opinion. And if, if NCAA was just going to be Madden, but in wh- like all the colors and the stadiums change, then I would have been disappointed. If they're... If they say, hey, we got to wait another year to make this good and make it like it was, I'm all for it. We already waited a fucking decade at this point. So I can actually wait another year in order to make sure that this game is good.
0: But I I actually agree with that. I think here's the thing with Madden Madden has relied on. It's kind of like, actually, I don't have a good comparison. Maybe you can help me with a good analogy of a company. That started off so elite, mm. and their uh, their their quality. R- fell off because Apple. everyone kept buying it. Maybe Apple. Apple's a good example. Yes. That's probably a good example. Yep. Everyone started buying it and so they're like, okay, everyone's going to buy it anyway. What the hell do we care how great this is? Yes. Let's make it as mediocre and uh, quote-unquote upgrade and give it a little thing and then upgrade and give right. it a little new upgrade. And so It's just the same shit That's like why it's pretty much Madden 2018 a little bit better. They right. add a couple features here or there. It's the same game. Agreed. And NFL fans are dying Diehards, I don't blame you all for buying it. It's like it's right. fun. You get the new rosters, but me personally, I don't want that in NCAA. Like right. Will said, so when it transfers over, this is actually good. News. Yeah, you're right because the
1: old NCAA games, like there was a lot of difference each oh, year in like dude. the gameplay and the features. It wasn't just updated rosters. NCAA was so they had, like legit. cool stuff. Let's
0: put it this way: for all the youngsters listening, for all you youngsters, you could legit play with a free safety all game as I did and not get
1: burned. You yeah. could play your assignments. Yeah. Will says, "Eh, I owned Will, and <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah, when yeah, we were yeah, 14 yeah. years old. I can't old, wait see. This is the other real him. bummer is that you get to to lie for another year about how you own me. oh
0: lie, lie. That's an accusation.
1: That <laughs> is an accusation. Here. The, the crowds I'm out there you here of lying. Yeah." <laughs> yeah, that's a little, that's a joke. The old accusation Dude, that- rim shot. Um, so NCAA, NCAA uh, delayed another year. I'm with familiar with the buttons, okay? Give um, me a break with the buttons me too. back here. Uh, uh, Lance Leipold, the Kansas head coach, is extended. Mm. He's got a new extension that, that okay. keeps him there for a while. Good for him. He's yeah. not going anywhere. This may shape... Um, coaching searches as you know as we all know there's lots of big programs searching for for head coaches um, and there's names being thrown around Lance Leipold was one that certain you know people were saying hey uh, we could see schools going after this guy he's staying in Kansas Kalen DeBoer the head coach at Washington same thing he's being uh, uh, extended this is his first year at Washington uh, and and a very quick turnaround um, for the Huskies so good news for him as well the rumors that are swirling, that have been swirling, swirling. all week, swirling, 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 <laughs> and swirling, is Lane Kiffin in Auburn, oh, right? Oh, he want him to go so bad. He came out on Twitter and, like, roasted a... Someone was like, oh, I have sources that Lane Kiffin's stepping down, he's going to take the Auburn job, and he, like, quote-tweeted him, was like, oh, that's news to me, like, burned him. But, and and for a while I've been saying, I don't believe the rumors, but like, there's been a weird change in the last week where like, now there's reports that there was an ESPN report that said he met with Ole Miss players to reassure them, right? But it, what, the language was really particular. It wasn't that he, can, he has at no point come out and said, I'm not leaving to take the job at Auburn. What he is saying is stuff that we've heard other head coaches say, which is right. I'm focused on Mississippi State this week. Um, Auburn has not offered me a job. That's what he said. Auburn has not offered me. No one has Which offered me is, coaching. I mean, come on. I roll. However, I roll. Is he just doing this to get an, a long extension like uh, or a pay raise at Ole Miss? Maybe. But uh, I don't know. It's interesting to me because as more of these stories okay. come out and okay. I see the language, I'm actually starting to lean towards Here's the, the side of like he actually might be taking the job at Auburn. Okay.
0: Here's what we do. We play a little quick game of okay. bet board. <laughs> a quick game of bet board. <laughs> <laughs> yes this is going to be fun we'll do this now okay, okay so Lane Kiffin ends up at blank for one bet board victory in 2023 so next year okay it counts for next it counts year's for record next season's record
1: but so then what are you betting on because this might not be the a bet, bet board if exactly we're on the same if side. neither
0: of us are, are, are okay. right or we're on the what's same your, side what's your pick the bet board is Lane Kiffin ends up
1: at blank next year right What's your, what's your pick? My pick is Auburn. <sighs> all right, I'll take Ole Miss. Okay. Because I still I don't think here, he's going to leave. Hold on, let me see. But it wouldn't surprise you me. You know what Ryan does? He keeps his buttons
0: all mixed up back here. In, I, well, I would, he just I knows would prefer, where the buttons are. Exactly. I would prefer more of a system, like, like an alphabetical system or something else. <clears> I don't know where anything <clears> is, so I'm looking for the – oh, here it
1: is. The bet board sound. Boom! There it is. That's towards the next year, right,
0: So towards next year, I got Kiffin at Auburn. Okay, you got Kiffin at Ole Miss. Yep. There yeah, we go.
1: I think he'll stay, uh, but yep. rumors are swirling. Um, and swirling. Now, new rumors just in the last couple of days. So minor So a small swirl, Nebraska. This one, oh, they're swirling. Just that, maybe not quite as oh. as wide of a swirl. Mm. It's like a state. <laughs> it's like a Category Three hurricane uh. versus a Category Category Five. Um, and it's for Nebraska and who they might be targeting. Because now Lance Leipold is staying. That was a name people had talked about. Um, and it seems that the attention is turned right now. And there's rumors about Luke Fickle taking the job in Nebraska, leaving well, dude, Cincinnati. Listen,
0: we talked about this last year at this point, too. And I didn't know if he would get the offers that everyone else thought he would get. And obviously, right. he didn't get the job offer he wanted. Right. He, it's going to come time where he's like, okay, I'm an elite coach. But, I can, I'm at Cincinnati. He I is an elite coach. There. But, he's, he's, but
1: Cincinnati's about to join the Big 12, so that's one thing to, to keep in but mind. But that's going to
0: take another three years to get those Big 12 players. That's true. They can only get the... Fra- when, when everyone says... Oh, yeah. Well, Cincinnati, hey, they've been getting players for a while. They get the fringe four stars. They get all the leftovers. They get everyone. And they can't
1: reload. Like, that's why they've taken a step back this year compared to last year.
0: I mean, even look, don't you remember two years ago when Bowling Green got that running back and everyone's like, oh, my God, the in-town Bowling Green stays home? They can't pull whoever they want right. to. Like, like there's, there's a point. But I don't where know if he can do
1: that at, at Nebraska either. Probably can more than at Cincinnati, especially with NIL funding, which is well, i a huge I, look, focus. I'm not
0: saying Nebraska is the solution. Right. I'm just saying he may get out
1: of there sooner than a lot of. people I'm think. surprised we're not seeing his name being Dude, thrown honestly, out for the Auburn job. To be okay. honest with you, can I He's, get, a, can I get emotional here? Get emotional. Can I get a little emotional. A little, little emo. A, a little emo. I,
0: I, I think Nebraska's done. I think they're a. Uh, re, I think they should retire mm. their
1: name jersey. I don't know logo. Well, I know you want them football. to retire and stop playing football. They but I don't think are, that means they're honestly, done.
0: Honestly, every conference they're a part of is is sad that they're a part of it. Two years in, hmm. okay. Now, now I'll say when they join the Big Eight, maybe that's not the case. <laughs> but they they're they're a joke in the Big Ten. If they were in the Big Twelve yeah. right now, they wouldn't be winning any games anyway. But they're still in the, the Big Scott Ten Ross, West. I if hate they get so if much. they get a legit head arrest. coach, they could they could easily what, take over the top spot think, in the Big Ten West. Here's what I think they should do: go to D two. <laughs> I think they should be, c- c- they can compete there yep. still fill the stands okay yep. because no one has anything
1: to do around there
0: of course I hate Nebraska
1: so anyway <laughs> I ask if I could you emotional. were yeah see I thought this was gonna be like a soppy emotional but instead it's your emotions are clouding I'm your angry. judgment <laughs> your, your hateful emotions <laughs> exactly. towards Nebraska yes yeah well we'll see If they, I mean, Luke Fickle would be a great hire for them but that still doesn't mean he's gonna win I thought Scott Frost was a great hire for them he
0: should not go to Nebraska <laughs>
1: <laughs> that shows us how much you respect Luke Fickle um uh, and then you know the other name that, that is being thrown in a little bit is Dave Dorn from NC State. Um, as as I don't know what what the association is there or why he'd go from NC State to NC State to Nebraska, but that's another name that's kind of being well, thrown in the mix there. Yeah. Uh, that one wouldn't wouldn't you know I don't think that'd be a, a slam dunk hire and, by and any means. And it's funny
0: he hasn't turned anything down yet, so I guess the headline right.
1: would be keep the door open with Dorn. Dorn, but the uh, Dorn's
0: always open. Exa- oh yes, boom. <laughs> once, I nail a. Uh, uh, exactly. Headline. Um, uh, but Nebraska's an upgrade from NC State. Yep. NC State's not, they're not getting anybody.
1: Mm, yeah you're probably right you know how, here
0: it I, might be easier to recruit I, to I, I nc sold, state than I, in nebraska pulling, maybe. i'm pulling you a u this year i'm pulling a will this year you know what i did <laughs> i do? sold all my nc state stock there's nothing they can do to, to recoup that right now oh so, so, I'm just so what sour. i do
1: with uh, with teams that end up on my on my dead to me list yes that's what it is okay i did it well we, we're picking a game later on that in includes cool so i already beings. know which we're side all you're human beings around here. we are human beings um Speaking of human beings and that we're all fallible, I have a a story time. Segment, oh, okay. And it's related to Thanksgiving. Well, now, hold on.
0: So, so I think I have a quick uh, maybe campfire.
1: Uncle Will. It's too long of a story to play the whole time, but yes, this is Uncle Will. Ex- runs the a campfire. fireside okay, chat.
0: Kids, kids, gather around and around the campfire. This Uncle is a fireside Will. Fireside chat. Fireside Uncle chat. Uncle Will. So, this is. It's not can a. I, hey, can a, I keep the fire going like small in the background?
1: Just, nah, like, just like I this? Think we, I think we fade it out. I don't sure? want to have it the whole time.
0: All right, well, then let me, <laughs> let me play it up now so everyone can hear it at least.
1: So it's not a specific – it's not a exclusive Thanksgiving story, but it did take place during Thanksgiving, and it has to do with college football. And so that's why I, thought, I, I found it appropriate. Um, I'm into it. So this would have been – this was back in 20. Fourteen, I believe. So I remember that because this was the first time I went—the uh, only time that I went to a Michigan Ohio State game in person, obviously—and that's that, that's this game week. It's it's usually it's almost always. It's always the the whatever weekend, and it's the last weekend in November. So it's always like Thanksgiving weekend is when Michigan and Ohio State play each other. Um, And I went out to Columbus. I have some family out there. It was my first time going to a Michigan-Ohio State game. I did wear all my Michigan gear. Ohio State fans were very mean to me. This is the way it goes with rivalries. uh, (laughs) And Michigan lost. Now, this was the year that that Ohio State ended up winning the national championship. This is the first playoff year. So Ohio State... um, at that point, I think they had one loss to Virginia Tech early in the year. Um, JT Daniels was their their uh, quarterback at the time, and he got hurt in this game and went down. And that's when Cardale Jones took over, who actually at that point was the third-string quarterback uh, based off of where they started the season, ended up winning them the national championship, right? But anyway, um, I fly out the Friday after Thanksgiving, and um, the day that I'm flying out, I'm at the airport. I get there nice and early. I'm at my gate, and I start feeling really sick. Oh no! Um, and I I call my buddy who I was going out to stay with, and I was like, "Man, I feel really sick. Like I'm like I I I might not get on this plane. That's how sick I feel. Like I'm worried about it." He's like, "Just come. Like well, it'll be fine. Uh, even if you're sick, we're, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out." And so I get on the plane, and I wasn't sure why I was feeling sick, but the whole weekend I kept feeling really sick, but I ended up going to the game. I learned that time that that's not a game until Michigan is on the other side of the rivalry where they're just dominating and winning every year. I can't go see those games in person. Uh-huh. I, I freak out enough. And we'll talk about this breaking on the game. I freak out enough watching these just by myself in yeah. front of my TV, yeah. seeing it in person is stressful. Being in Columbus surrounded by how state fans to lose that game is very, it's a difficult thing. I was unhappy, but, um, I, I ended up learning later why I was sick. I didn't have the flu, but this is the story is that, um, you know, I I talk all the time about how I love coffee, right? Um, And this was, uh, you know, a while ago and I I was kind of new into the coffee game. I wasn't drinking coffee all the time and I was working at a place that had a coffee shop. I didn't work like at a coffee shop, but it, it it was weird. It was like a, 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 this bicycle company and they had a coffee shop up front and I went in one weekend, you know, this was prior to, to this, uh, to Thanksgiving weekend. And I had, my favorite thing at the time is I would get these, these, uh, iced coffees. Now the, the girl who was working the coffee bar there, she would always make me an iced coffee and I'd put a little vanilla, whatever in it. Right. The girl in the bar making it. And so, (laughs) and so, um, uh, man, I
0: think the, I think we have one of those here.
1: Ooh. strictly platonic relationship <laughs> um, and sh- I w- she would always make me a nice coffee but what I didn't know because uh, uh, I hadn't made any of these myself was that Iced coffee is like a concentrate, right? So when you ask for an iced coffee at most places... I don't know this. I'm a drip guy. You they, know that? They'll fill up a, a pint glass with like this much iced coffee, like a third of it maybe. And okay. then the rest is water. Oh, right! I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And I happened to go in on a weekend when she wasn't there. And I was like, I'm going to make myself an iced coffee. Yeah. So I filled up this giant 16-ounce <laughs> cup to the top with the concentrate not not the so i basically got like six six or seven cups of coffee in one cup right and this is about a week or two before this and i drank it i didn't feel crazy um but then later that day i started to feel really sick and i just thought i had the flu and i got I, i i don't know like i basically almost overdosed on caffeine that this is what happened and so I had so much that it made me sick for for like two days afterwards, but I didn't okay. know that that's why. I just thought I had the flu, right? And then what ended up happening is all that caffeine made me hypersensitive to it. So then every time I would drink coffee for a while after that, it would make me feel really sick again. Bro. So I got a coffee in that airport at before I was leaving to go to the game. And, and that's what made me feel sick. And I kept getting coffees every morning and not knowing why. So it's the coffee. So when did you snap out of this coffee funk? Well, eventually I, I what happened is a couple weeks later, I went and ordered another iced coffee from this girl and I watched her make it. And uh, I watched her put only a little bit of the concentrate uh, in and fill the rest up in with water. And I was like, oh, shit. So I just did like I had like six cups of coffee. Uh, uh, like really intense concentrate (laughs) iced coffee really quickly and it fucked me up and that ended up ruining my trip because i felt uh, sick the whole time and of course michigan lost that game i would have loved to have a camera on you on that plane ride it was brutal (laughs) i was really sick and brian greasy was on that same was Uh, on my flight right you were brian Greasy. he called the the game (laughs) he called the game former michigan quarterback um and i was one of very few uh, michigan fans on that plane if he would have said something to you, you would have said, hey, uh, Mr. Greasy. I talked to oh him. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. I'm not such a big fan. I'm sorry. This, I'm not nervous. I just had a lot of coffee.
1: I did uh, talk to him when I got off the plane because he saw I was the only guy wearing a Michigan hoodie, and there was a bunch of Ohio State fans on the thing. And so we're walking off the out of the airport, and he looks at me and he goes, he goes. I always hate hate it in Columbus. It smells here, and I, and I was like, and this was at the time this was Brady Hoke's last year, and I was trying to like be a wise guy, and I like asked him for inside information. I was like, are we really going to get Jim Harbaugh? And he just looked at me, and He was like, I don't know, man. And so, but yeah, that's the story. <laughs> time that. is that Will almost overdosed on on caffeine, uh, uh, and it caffeine. made me sick, and it ruined okay, my trip you, to Columbus. You told the
0: caffeine story, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that time where Will almost overdosed on caffeine. There you go. <laughs> so
1: it's out there. Uh, that's always fun. It's out there. Yeah. Boom. Um, but it's Thanksgiving week, and this was your idea, this segment, Tyler to to associate college football people and personalities, yes. with college football dishes, yes. I have, uh, I think I have five or six here, yeah. And I think we, my guess is we're going to go with this a very different way. But that's what's beautiful about this. All right, so who goes first? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. Go for it. All right. So I went with
0: a couple of variations. Okay. I went. All right. So here are my categories. Yeah. Okay, so again, we're giving away food comps. Okay, what in college football or who in college football comps to these to these fields? So I'm going regular turkey. Okay. Reg's turkey, smoked turkey. Okay, uh, fresh cranberries, mm. canned cranberries. <laughs> I like the stuffing. We're
1: definitely going about this differently. I love yeah, it.
0: Yes, the stuffing. Yeah, I've got my green beans slash Brussels. And then my pumpkin pie. Okay? okay, so that's my category. So let's start off with a regular turkey. Here's the thing with regular turkey. Regular turkey is kinda average. It kinda Ooh. is is below average. And here's why. A lot of people out there, if you ask the average person, and I see this on 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 like if you look on Reddit or or see interviews or, or like polls online, a lot of people out there, it's becoming more and more of a of a regular opinion that turkey it's not the highlight of the dish. Turkey's average. You need gravy. You need this, you need that. Now, I personally tend to probably disagree. I like my turkey, but I understand why. Turkey becomes average to where you get your normal turkey, you bake it normally. It's nothing that they really highlights. Right. So my Reg's turkey goes to Clemson, mm. okay? Because they're sort of like rags, man. They're supposed to be great. <laughs> they're supposed to be everything that everyone loves, and they're just sort of normal. They're sort of average. They're yeah. sort of like- they you know, are average. Okay, my smoked turkey, okay. which is the way to go. Yeah. You smoke it. It's delicious. Everyone loves That's the highlight of the meal. That's Georgia, okay? okay? That's Georgia. Yeah. The highlight, smoked turkey, Georgia. Love it. Okay, my fresh cranberries. So here's the cranberry thing. You can go fresh, you can go canned. Cranberries, good side. I think it belongs at every Thanksgiving, but it's Agreed. not. It's not appreciated enough. Okay, mm. so what belongs there, but isn't appreciated enough? You tell me. You can fill it in. It's um, TCU, obviously. It's- <laughs> Come on, Will. They belong in the Final Four. They're not appreciated enough. It's true. They've been so elite all year long. TCU's the fresh cranberries. Okay. Okay. Now the canned cranberries. Mm. Ooh, the canned. Here's the thing with the can. It sounds like a great idea. Now put yourself in the room. Are the people who come up with the canned cranberries?
1: I think I know what it way sounds you're with this. like. A
0: great idea! It sounds amazing. It sounds good, and Is it ends it? up to be—you get it out of the can, and it's still formed that way. <laughs> it looks like a Jello. It's got to be A and M. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna A&M, go Southern Cal. No, because a no, no, no. Southern Cal's way above the 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 can. A and M was supposed to be in the in the room. Very good point. It sounds great. They're frauds. Right? They're frauds. Yep. In the room on paper, it mm. sounds amazing. Everyone's okay. picking them. And then when it actually comes out and you see the product, it's like. Oh my God! That's Texas A&M. Okay, stuffing. Yep. The stuffing goes to one individual all year long. He's been my go-to guy, Mac Brown. Step on up, the uh, winner of the stuffing award. We love you, stuffed. Mac. Look, I don't hate Mac Brown. I just talk reality, Mac. We love you. Come up here for your award. There you go. All right, Mac, go back. I saw you have a full play back there. Go back to your seat. Okay, uh, next, we're going to go green beans slash Brussels sprouts. Yes. Okay. Now, here's the Love thing about green these. beans and Brussels sprouts. They're delicious. Yes. They're underrated. Yes. You can't have a meal without them. I think you need a nice serving of one of these two, at least. You don't need both. Right. As a matter of fact, you probably one or the eat, other. would never have both. Yes. You pick one or the other. But here's the thing with both these. They're hearty. They're delicious. They're go-to. And everyone who says they don't like them ends up loving them if they give it a real shot. It's Mm. Michigan. Okay, Michigan this year (laughs) is the Green Beans slash Brussels. This is an elite team. And I'm not so sure a lot of people out there see them as an elite team. Right. Wait till this weekend. You're going to see. Okay, (laughs) finally, pumpkin pie. Uh, Who gets the pumpkin pie? Look, it's got to be... First of all, here's where I go with the pie. It's the last... Uh, uh, it's a last, uh, uh, what do you call it? Course, right? Yes. Last course of the
1: meal. Yep, the caboose. Everyone's
0: full, but you got room for a little more. Sure. So it's got to be a Pac-12 team because you get Uh-oh. Pac-12 after dark, right? So, so, So the pumpkin pie is equivalent to We've watched football all day, but you get a little Pac-12 left. Of and that's a pumpkin pie. I love it. So that's USC. <clears throat> okay. And, USC, and it's still delicious. Yes. Because even if they're going to give up it's points, sweet. You, you're going to get points. Yep. So it's always a good game. And it's always sweet. True. It's Very always, sweet. Yeah. So USC is a great pumpkin pie. You may overindulge, right? You may, get, you may hit the over in the first half. Yep. You know, no one cares <laughs> about points. But... That's a clear pumpkin pie to me. Yeah. USC, it's fun to watch. Lincoln, Caleb Williams, pr- maybe the Heisman winner this year.
1: It's sweet. It's flashy. Exactly. Yep. So, so USC is my love pumpkin that. pie. So there you go. So we're actually not that far off on a couple of these. However, okay. I didn't do specific to teams this year. This is like more college football themes in general. Ooh, I'm into it. Okay. And I didn't do the full course. I just kind of associated some, some things. So for me, Turkey, which is the solid, it's the thing you can't, have a Thanksgiving dinner without. I know some people do ham. See, I
0: went. Uh, yeah, I went. Different. But I like that though.
1: Turkey is college game day. It's like it's a staple, Ooh, I like and I don't that. even watch it every every Saturday to be honest with you. There's mornings where I'm just like, hey, I'm gonna get some shit done, and then by the time the noon kickoff or 10 a.m. our time kickoff comes around, I turn the TV on or I'll watch like the, the celebrity guest picker or whatever. Speaking of which, actually, side note: if side you note. didn't see the viral tweet from Game Day last week, they were in uh, Montana for the Montana-Montana State game. It was freezing cold. Sir Nick, of course, the celebrity guest picker. We love Sir Nick. But did you see the viral tweet of uh, Kirk Herbstreit he's freezing up there and they had like an assistant <laughs> rubbing his feet yes, during a commercial break. Yes. She had his boots off and she was rubbing his feet like you rub your hands together to get him to warm up and it, it was so funny because whoever was filming it, he like, like uh, Herbstreet looks over right at the camera right as it cuts out and you can tell he was like, oh, I'm busted. <laughs> yes. Very tough look for, for uh, Herbie there. Uh, I mean, but whatever. Game day is is the solid, it's the thing that needs to be there. Um, yeah, it, on, it'll go on, on. forever let's and that's not, why it's turkey. Let's not
0: gloss over that. I said, whatever, but dude, go triple sock. It's not hard. Yeah, or, to like, he hand, it, here's what you need it. Put, like, a foot
1: warmers in your boots. Yes, that's yeah.
0: that's the way to go. That's correct. Yep. Will's been a. <laughs> see, you're a mountaineer, though. You're like a mountain man. <laughs> yeah, but so, my, you know, my
1: feet get cold, too, but I would never ask some lowly no, assistant come in rub my toes. But look,
0: Montana, I mean, that look, that that's, is that's like Colorado. That like, like it's the same thing as when we. Even colder, get. but yeah. Even colder, exactly. You put the hand warmers in, in your feet,
1: yes. wear three socks. Come on, Kirk. Yeah. Come on, Agreed. dude. I totally agree. That's soft. Have like a like a warm foot bath of, with water behind the, the you desk. Know what? You know what? No one would even know. That's
0: Ohio State soft, dude. That,
1: that's what I'm fucking yeah, talking about. that's, that's Ohio That's State being soft. like in your 50s and <laughs> 60s with, with frosted tips off. Yeah, exactly. Soft. Shout out Herbie, who actually I love. Um, And then the next one is cranberry sauce. Now, my take on this is mm. Jim Harbaugh's cranberry sauce. The reason why Ooh, is because cranberry sauce is either loved or hated. In Thanksgiving circles. People love it or they hate it. There's usually not people that are in the middle about it. Um, But like it or not, it makes Thanksgiving better. Like we all like the debate over it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, ESPN, and all the... You know, Fox, they all love him because he gets clicks. Because people want, people that love him want to see what he has to say. People that hate him want to see what he has to say. He stirs things up. He's kind of a fucking nut job. Not kind of. He's probably full on crazy. Sure. But I love him. Um, and so, yeah, Jim Harbaugh is, is the cranberry
0: sauce. No, I love that. I mean, Jim Harbaugh slash Michigan should have been mine because Harbaugh mm. is the man. I love Harbaugh. But here's the thing about Harbaugh is he has the personality to be media friendly. Everyone likes to put the, me- the magnifying glass on him. He says all these quirky things. Yep. But, Honestly, when you get rid of all that nonsense, and it's like, and I, I want to start handicapping again, but it comes down to him versus Ryan Day this weekend. Let's not forget he went to a Super Bowl, right? In the NFL. How many coaches have gone to college to the NFL and succeeded, right? This is a brilliant football and then mind. Then back to college, we're and, dealing with and succeeded as well. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: let us not forget brilliant football a, mind, crazy guy, normal mind. If you just if you didn't know who he was man, and you Will. just had a conversation with him in an elevator, you might be like, "This guy's a fucking Dude, kook."
0: Isn't that how it works with all the best bro, Oh yeah, guys? for sure. Yeah, isn't they're not okay. You go from. Elon Musk, (laughs) well, let's not bring Elon up. That's a little polarizing these days. Mm, Polarizing. Skip that, you know, cut that, cut that, cut that, but uh, (laughs) uh, to to take that from uh, the Always Sunny show, which, by the way, let me say this about Always Sunny. If you're not not watching Always Sunny out there, I don't blame you because the newer shows can be a little hit or miss. But if you don't go back and watch, and if you're if you're a youngster out there, I know we got a, such a so many youngsters. The youngster crowds, yep. which they love when I call them youngsters, yep. and, you the scratch, head, youngster's exactly. <laughs> and you want a new show to start from scratch. on the head, ruffle that youngster's hair. Exactly. And you want a new show to start from scratch, go back and watch Always Sunny from, from the beginning on Hulu. Yeah, great show. If you don't like it, come for me personally, and you know what? I'll do something. Yep. I'll, I'll call you out on the show. Yep. I'll get you some cheap tickets to your team if you don't like it. I promise. Tyler all will the youngster- warm up your feet. All if the youngsters out there, you're gonna love Always Sunny. Give it a shot. It's a great
1: show. Yeah. So um, anyway. Pack twelve for me. Pack twelve after dark. I love that you brought this up. Pete's ad. Pack twelve after dark. <laughs> Pete's ad. Pack twelve after dark is the trip to fan. Cause you know how like you eat a you eat like <laughs> a it. huge meal yes. and then at the end of the night you're just like yes. you're you're on the couch and you're full and you're you want to stay awake but you can't. That's packed 12 after dark because you've been watching football all day, you've been eating wings or pizza or whatever. And you're by the fireplace. And you're by the fireplace, maybe the, if the lights are off. That's that's packed after dark <laughs> is the tryptophan. It puts you to sleep. Um Notre Dame is mashed potatoes. And I don't mean right now this year, I mean in general. They are a midwest tradition they're a staple in the college football world some people don't like them um but like it or not they are like they might be the number one brand that is just when you think of college football what's the first brand over the course of of football being on tv that you think of that's associated with college football? it might be this is the
0: only this is the first one i'm pushing back with Mm. when the brand of thanksgiving is turkey Right. Right. So, so the brand isn't, isn't, isn't okay. Massachusetts. But so I'm is, going first m- thing. Midwest
1: specific. So it's maybe so, you're right. So
0: my second pushback, if we go Midwest specific, it's got to be
1: Iowa. They're down this no, year. No, they're but the it's, corn. Oh, okay. They're the corn. Come on. But you're not, look, you're not wrong. You're not that far off. No, but, but I but, was not but, like the staple that Notre Dame is, right? Right. Like, Notre Dame is never going to not be involved in the, or like at, but, at the top of the but, college football. But like, you're right. If if we're going to go food here. It should be turkey. You're probably I, right. I was the coin. They got to be the I turkey. I was the coin. Right. Yes. Right, or right. Nebraska. The same idea. All those farming let's people. Do, let's
0: just get Nebraska out of this, dude.
1: <laughs> hey, you brought them up. Um, right. And last but not least is gravy. And for me. College, great college football upsets are the gravy. They go with everything. Uh, you can slather them all over everything to make it better. You can put your Everybody gravy. Loves Everybody loves, gravy. loves an upset. it. Everybody loves loves an upset. Everybody loves gravy. Yeah. it, it, makes, it the makes the weekend better. better. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like if if it's your team that gets upset, you're bum. But for everyone else, like everyone loves seeing it. Gravy goes good on the bread. It goes good on the mashed potatoes. Mm. Goes good on the turkey. It goes good on the stuffing. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. The gravy's amazing with everything. And so th- that's that's how I wrap this thing up. I love that. I love okay. gravy. Those are just two lines. Big
0: gravy guy. Big gravy guy. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm a Homer Simpson when it comes to gravy. Which which uh another uh let's give a 15 second review. Yeah. A uh, 15 second review on the, uh, on the Simpsons? uh yeah, Simpsons Thanksgiving of Horror. Oh. It's not that Thanksgivingy, okay? Right. And it's 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 a little bit different from the Treehouse of Horror. Sure. It's such a unique episode. I would recommend you watch it, but it's I I I'd only give it like a 63.
1: Okay. Turkeys. 63 turkeys. Yeah. Okay. So it's not great. Fair enough. You no. Know? Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So anyway, 15 seconds, done. Okay.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love these fast reviews, rapid fire <laughs> reviews. Um all right, we move on to we or actually before we we do uh week 13's games yes. uh BetUS. So, oh, let me pull my bets up while you uh do your the initial read. So, everyone that that out everyone, you know, obviously if you listen to the show, there's a good chance you like betting on college football. There's probably a really good chance too that that sports betting is not legal in your state, technically, right? You can't use some of the more bigger brand name, uh, uh, bet. You know, sports books that you see commercials There's for. There's
0: a lot of states, California, it didn't pass on the bill. Texas, uh, Texas, a ton
1: of the southern, like the God, biggest college southern football states. states. You SEC know who I'm to? It just means more. You should be betting with Bet US because you can. It's an offshore company. It's BetUS.com, and you can help out our show and let people know. That, that, that we sent you by using the promo code tailgate and that's going to help us out right and um, obviously we love bet us they have a lot of great bets you can offer um a little you know really fun stuff it's honestly a great sports book you can always get your money out really quickly we highly recommend it
0: all right i got some bets up here should we go academy awards sure you yeah. like that
1: yeah big academy awards guy i love him oh, i watch him religiously awards. i'm a yeah. red carpet fiend
0: or you know what actually we're not. We're going to go Sports Personality of the Year. Okay, so look, even better, that's I'm not a red carpet. If y'all if you listen and want Academy Awards, go look for yourself. Yeah. us.com Just browse. Yeah, Easy. Yeah, figure it out. It's under the entertainment section. So on the website, click Sportsbook, and then go to Entertainment on yep. the left-hand side. All right, so we are at Sports Personality of the Year. Okay. This will be decided... On December 18th. Okay. As part of some kind of award show. Not sure what one yet. <laughs> all right. So Beth Mead. Who's Beth Mead? Can we look this up
1: right now? Yeah, I mean, she's not gonna win because we don't know who she is. That's all I'm English she's soccer not player. Bet.
0: English soccer player. All right, give it up for Beth. Okay. Good for her. Alright, let's go, Beth. She's a huge favorite. Minus five
1: hundred. So, so what is sh- her story? She like lost a leg and then a shark know. attack, and yeah, you now she's she, back she out did, playing playing yeah, soccer. Yeah, exactly. Okay, she, uh, okay well, whatever. Yeah. She's the she's the betting favorite. She who were some COVID. of the lost long odds people that we can bet on get a nice return on our investment okay. Tyler uh, Harry, Kane. Harry Kane Harry Kane I mean Harry Kane! Oh, it's too many British people especially leading up to the US versus England no, World I Cup think this game this is a British thing it's oh, BBC okay. sports ah uh, okay so yes different yep
0: but look I figure <laughs> look it's World Cup yep. so okay Yeah. alright so uh Harry Kane Harry Kane mm-hmm. 12 to 1 Leon Edwards mm. okay little uh, boxer I think or mm. Uh 16 to 1 Tyson Fury, Toys and there Fury. There go. That's you want to get in the ring with me, Toys and Fury. Yep. All right, 18 to one. Let's give that one away. Okay, official? I official like Tyson Fury. I'll double stamp it. And you can't yep. triple stamp with double
1: stamp. So That's there right. we go. You can't triple stamp So me and double Willow stamp. are double stamping, Tyson, Tyson Fury, 18 to one. Heavyweight.
0: 18 to 1, yep. heavyweight. All he, right, he looks
1: like, uh He looks like Shrek if he didn't have green skin. Hello, hey,
0: Shrek. But yeah, you bet with what?
1: BetUS. Use the promo code TAILGATE uh, and make all your college football bets and other bets there as well. Uh,
0: hey, oh, before we start, can I use the little ladies' room? And here for the audience, I'm just going to pause. It'll be simultaneous. It's going to be a
1: time-traveling It'll little ladies, a time-traveling room, so. traveling ladies' room yeah, trip. be a time-traveling
0: ladies' room trip in 3, 2, and a one Oh, all right. I actually missed the pause button. <laughs> I cannot go in Ryan's spot here. All right. Are we ready again? Erica, have, yeah, right. have you seen uh It's like, oh, what's that movie? Oh, it's Monster You're the first person to ever say a three, Seven, two, a and six. a one-er. No, we're doing it again. A three, two, a two, and a one-er. Okay. We're and back he's here. back. And we're Insta- back here. Okay. Instantaneous. Instantaneous. All right. So, you know. Now, what for,
1: for all the listeners out there, that was about 30 minutes he was no, it. No, it wasn't.
0: It was like, it was like two <laughs> minutes. But listen, you know what I was thinking when I was up there? Is when you're when you have to go like at the game when you're at a game. There's mm. nothing worse than it's underrated planning out your piss breaks, even as a dude, right? Because I know yes. if, you, if you're there with a chick, because when I go with Allie to the games, it's like, all right, we got to plan this stuff out because she, you know, she's got to go all the time. Sure, like the, the, the yep. you know the ladies, the ladies got <laughs> a piss jar would be great. But uh <laughs> that's why I remember last year when we did the game of your stadium creations might was be able to go to the 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 bathroom in your seat. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it would be essential. So when you, when you go at the game (laughs) and you got to go, it's underrated planning that out, right? So you got to plan it out like halftime, beginning of the game. So you don't interrupt the game. So quick, before we get going here, I also thought of a quick little pseudo perfect snack, drink combo, how to do it at every game. Okay. The perfect approach For how you got to do the candy, food, snacks. Okay. Okay. So here's what you do. So you got to get to the game and immediately get one beer, you get one food item, and one candy. And if you're not a drinker, no beer, substitute that for like a lemonade or drink of your choice. I go lemonade. If I don't, if I'm not going beer, I like a nice stadium lemonade. Okay. Usually really delicious, right? Sure. And so you got your drink, your food, your candy. So- You go then to the restroom, right? Make sure you're good to go. Yep. And then you're good for the first half. So then you can sit and watch through the first half. You've got your drink. You've got plenty of food. You've got everything. Halftime, get up. Again, restroom if you need. Okay. And then this is where you get your either second lemonade or second beer. Mm -hmm. You know, one or two. Sure. Uh, And then I like to do one more snack. I'm a snacker. Yeah, sure. I like to, uh, whatever it is. You are a snack guy. If it's like, and and that's what I love about college football is if you go to different stadiums, you're going to get wildly different food options. Different snacks. LSU, Michigan, Colorado, Washington. I mean, we're talking, that's why it's fun to watch the broadcast, right? You see them like a lot of times they'll try to talk about the food it's so different every stadium. So that's what's kind of cool is you get all these different food options. So I like to get a snack um okay. we're nuggets fans we live in denver right my favorite thing yeah, about those Nuggets Nugs games is right they now. have and a lot of uh, arenas around the country have my, i've noticed but it's like the uh the nut the the the, the uh the fried uh the nut, baked nuts baked or whatever nuts yeah. section you get mike and ike's you can get chocolate covered pretzels yeah you can get all, all, i've seen all bins, you i've seen you get caches. after those in Ooh, person at nuggets i love games. those i love yep. those so so that's what you do that's my approach Will. what do you think of the approach I'm yeah I'm into so, it. So so to recap, to just Tyler's know, a snacker. Recap of you get there and you get the beer or drink. Yeah. Your yeah, entree. you always got to get
1: a drink to start. Right. Yes.
0: The entree, which is either hot dog, I don't care, hot dog, pizza, hamburger, whatever, and then some candy.
1: I like I chick- lo- chicken tendies, personally. Chicken tendies, my, my, exactly. My type of move. And then some candy. French fries. You need some
0: candy. You need a little sweets. You know, you need mm. some Mike and Ikes or some M&Ms or sure. you know some Cracker Jacks, whatever it is. A okay. balanced meal. A balanced meal. Yes. So that, and that gets you through the whole first half. Of half course. Half time, one more drink, because you probably polished it off. I mean, let's face sure, it. Sure, of course. And then... Not I like to mention, more at
1: certain sporting events, football games, they might come around and and, and bring a beer right to your seat. The I'm so ready for some breakdowns. I'm oh, so ready. We're there. We're it's there. first of all, it's rivalry week, and there's there's so many good games and fun rival uh, matchups. We're not going to be able to get to all of them. We're really just focused on the big ones. I think we have. Eight or nine or ten games to break down here, but like there's a bunch of games that we're not even breaking down, unfortunately, because we don't have the time. But the truth is, like, this is one of the most fun weekends in college football. Oh, yeah, every and, year. And we're already keeping the breakdown short as is because there's a bunch of them. There so, is a bunch of them. And yes. we start with, first of all, the Egg Bowl being played on Thanksgiving Thursday night. We have the Egg Bowl. I think it's a night game. Actually, can you check on that? Mississippi night State games. at Ole Miss. It's the Egg Bowl. Currently, the Rebels are two point home favorites. Now, um, The biggest factor for me, again, in this game, and it comes down to a lot of my breakdowns for Ole Miss, is the run game, right? Because this Ole Miss team is not like the Lane Kiffin offenses. Five o'clock our time. Okay, so it's a night game. Perfect. Um, yes. Right after everyone's chowed down to the Thanksgiving meal, you sit down, you watch the egg bowl. Ooh, it's amazing. I'm into it. Um,
0: and, and there's a little NBA going of on. A little NFL. Yeah, sure. It's but a great sports great. weekend. Not this to mention,
1: as obviously I talked about, it, USA versus England World Cup game on Friday. So hey, everybody,
0: but, get hyped. Oh uh, no, I, and uh, I, I'm super hyped for that, man. Yes. Um, um, so we'll give our total record. Give us a follow on Twitter at CFB underscore Pod. Yep. And at Instagram College Football Tailgate. Yes. We'll we'll we put our total records bats, out all there. That yeah. Stuff. We'll We'll post everything there. Yes. Uh, But the bet board so far is will has 11 wins i have 10 wins we have a couple draws on the season to yes go. and i say draw because it's it's a soccer drawer season. so a push a couple of drolls on a couple the season. a couple of ties yeah so um i'm excited to see where the bet board ends up and this for, could be for, a big for, bet board weekend f- i think for new listeners i think we're going to get a couple fresh ones is the uh, this show because Newbies. we're going to advertise a little bit this show put it out there for the peeps for the peeps because i mean we got to put it out there for the peeps you know who, who haven't listened to us yet um we do our best bets, and then if we contradict on one of our best bets, then it goes in the bet board.
1: Exactly. So. Or we have head-to-head matchups. Yeah, Tyler sure. is a three-time bet board champion. T- uh, three-time. Three is it three or this, four? Yeah, this is the fourth year. So yeah, you're back-to-back-to-back. You're yeah. to back to back. You went for a 3 I just want four. When it comes to, to Mississippi, Mississippi State, um, the biggest factor for me is going to be um, who can win the running game battle. Because... As we know about Ole Miss, I mean, that Ole Miss is running the ball on average 48 times per game right now. This is not the Lane Kiffin offense we're used to seeing. They're getting almost six yards per carry on average over uh, over the course of the season, um, and they they just want to pound the rock, and Mississippi State hasn't been that great at stopping the run. They're giving up almost four yards per carry this year. I don't think that bodes well for Mississippi State. The, the unknown factor in this game, we talked about it earlier, is is there going to be like this cloud looming over Ole Miss because of these rumors that Lane Kiffin is leaving? Now, this could go either way. It could be the players actually think he's leaving because he hasn't just flat out said, I'm not taking the job. He's skirting around it by saying things like, no, no one has offered me a job. Uh, and so they're not, you know, they're not all bought in. Or he did say that. He said, I'm not going anywhere and you're going to get intense buy-in from the Ole Miss players. And I think that could have a big effect. The problem is we don't know which way it's going to go. Um, but I see this matchup as being favorable for Ole Miss, being at home, wanting to run the ball, and being able to run the ball on this Mississippi State defense. So I'm going to go with the Rebs. Minus two points here, Tyler. Uh, this is probably going to be a pass
0: for me. I'm not sure. I may change my own mind by the end of it. But I do lean Mississippi Changing State here. Change his own mind. I leave Mississippi State. Now, we've been talking for a while about Ole Miss's defense and how they haven't, like, been able to stop anyone or stop the run. And I thought they had fixed their issues last week when I bet on them, stupidly. Didn't go well. not great. Didn't go well. So, uh, look, I don't want to overreact about that or overreact about them losing three or four because they played well against Bama. Yep. Then they lost on the road to Arkansas, LSU. Yep. And this whole home versus road thing does matter. I mean, I look at Mississippi State. This is a completely different team on the home versus on the road. Mississippi State is at home six and one, scoring forty one and a half points per game. On the road, one in three, scoring nineteen points per game. Wow. And I know their road schedule's obviously been a little tougher, but I just don't really trust this whole process to come together on the road. Ole Miss, as we know, great offense. Top 10 in terms of football outsiders rankings. Having said that, Mississippi State does have a bit of an edge here when they're on offense, so I think they'll move the football. I lean over. It's dropped from 63 to 61, mm. so I kind of lean over there, but uh, this is a pass for me. I'm not going to take the other side. I lean State. I would probably uh, – I never tease these things, but if I'm going to like have some Thanksgiving money – right? I may look to tease one of the NFL games with maybe uh, Mississippi State from plus two to plus eight. Interesting, because you're okay. going through both three and seven, a couple key numbers, and it just gives a little extra cushion. Again, if you're going to make a fun Thanksgiving bet, you know maybe that's the way to go. Sure, because uh, I don't love the
1: way. So that's my uh, my handicap. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Friday games, we've got. Uh, NC state going at North Carolina. I don't know if this rivalry has a name. I'm sure it does. It's probably just another civil war or the, the, the battle for, you know, uh, the tobacco state or something like that. The tobacco battle, um, NC state at North Carolina. Currently the Tar Heels are six and a half point home favorites here over the Wolfpack. Now, of course, no Devin Leary. He's been hurt now for a few weeks. His season-ending injury for NC State, and their offense has been terrible without him. There, they weren't having a great year, in my opinion, before that, but especially now, their offense uh, is struggling without him on the field. And I don't know where the points are going to come from for NC State. And that's even though I, I think North Carolina's defense is not great, and that you know that provides an opportunity for even like the backup quarterback to score some points. We know the Tar Heels. You know, for the most part, are going to score points. Now, they had a really bad showing last week. They lose to Georgia Tech. They're still locked into the ACC championship game, but I think last week is probably a wake-up call. I think they show up against NC State here. I think they score points, and I don't think NC State scores enough to keep up. Um, I think they end this regular season with a convincing win against their rivals, so I'm taking the Tar Heels. Minus six and a half, Tyler.
0: Yeah, I lean with them as well. By the way, I didn't find a name. For the interesting uh, now, I'm okay. not saying there isn't one, but I didn't find one. Um, I lean UNC too. Um, again, you know, like don't over. I, I agree with what, uh, what a lot of will said, but I, I don't overreact to the bad loss to uh, Georgia Tech last week. Mm-hmm. You know, they were up seventeen nothing. They stopped playing, and UNC. Uh, I'm talking about the the Tar Heels, by the way. They're a much better team than that loss indicates if you look at the final score. So they'll be just fine. You know, Drake May is playing very, very well right now. Um, he's the talk for a lot of these schools to spend NIL money and get Drake May in. It's like, yeah, to transfer. It's like, I'm not so sure that's going to happen, but everyone's talking about him. So maybe that's a little bit of a distraction. I don't think so necessarily. He's got 34 touchdowns, four picks this year. He's a good quarterback. I think he'll uh, be dialed in and they've got a really, really potent offense. And as we talked about for NC State, they're not great right now in a lot of areas the one place they are good is on the d line they've got the number two average down line yards in the country number one stuff rate but it's like that won't match up well against unc because they can throw the ball well and if they do throw the ball that's not something nc state does well in terms of shutting that that down efficient secondary so i think the matchup just favors unc here i'll take them minus the uh, six and a half as well
1: yeah and i did uh, i did a little googling and the research that I came up with was that it's called the Carolina State Game. So I mean, wow! Are it you really serious? Creative name for that rivalry, no doubt. So I would feel slighted as the Tar Heels because it's the Carolina State Game.
0: It, no, no, no it, like Carolina Dash State. No, like, I get that, but, oh. but, but let's say CU CSU, which I hate CSU. Right. Right. That's called the Rocky Mountain Showdown, right? That's called the Rocky Mountain Showdown. If that was called the Colorado-State game, I would be like, that's bullshit. Right. Like, that sucks. It's called the Colorado State game, so I would or hate that as a
1: UNC fan. Or would you be like, hey, actually, that's a sick burn because like, we're Colorado, you're just state. No, we're Cal- Carolina, like, you're just state. No. I wouldn't like it at all. Okay, I would say... Enough. Well, it's a good thing. <laughs> good thing we got... <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> good thing we have uh, the, the Rocky Mountain Showdown then. Um, yes. Now, again, actually, I don't know what the, the rivalry game here in this matchup is called. Florida versus Florida State. Is there a name for this rivalry? The checking. The, uh, checking. Uh, we, have our, we have our data and analytics guy on it currently. Uh, Florida playing at Florida State. Currently, the Seminoles are nine and a half point home favorites here. The Florida, Florida Cup. The Florida Cup. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah, the Florida, I bet you Miami doesn't like that they're not included in that, but whatever. That's the way it goes. Um, Florida at Florida State. This is the first time this game will be played in Tallahassee since 2018 because of the 2020 COVID year. Uh, they didn't actually play that year. So Florida's had two in a row at home, and it's been a while since Florida State has played this game at home. And you look at these two teams, these are especially from where we started the year where Florida had this incredible win over Utah. People were like, oh my gosh, Anthony Richardson, a Heisman candidate. This is a top 10 team. Uh, Florida State, of course, beats uh, LSU, but it wasn't that convincing of a win. These two teams are in completely opposite trajectories. Florida lost to Vanderbilt last week. Florida State is playing like a top 15, maybe a top 10 team right now, Tower. That's how good they are, in my opinion. I think Florida State would win against a lot of teams that are currently ranked in that 10, 15, even eight range in in college football. Um, I really like what Jordan Travis is doing. He's having an incredible year. Uh, Anthony Richardson... Um, even though he's got all this exciting athletic ability, he's not reliable, and his Florida team can't run the ball. Um, I like Florida State here, even to cover this many points, especially to make a, a real message like, "Hey, we're the best uh, team in Florida right now." I think Florida State might blow the brakes off of or blow the doors off of uh, off of Florida. So I'm taking the Tar Heels minus nine and a half, uh, or Tar uh, Heels, the Seminoles uh, mi- minus nine and a half. Tyler. Well. Well, 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 well. I don't know what I'm going to do here. Go Do it. Do
0: it. I don't, know. I don't know if I can trust Florida. I don't know if I want to hit the bet board. Florida is the most volatile team, or one yeah. of the most volatile teams. As a matter of fact, they're number 11 in variance this year. So not the most, okay? They're number 11 from my rankings in variance. They do so well against some teams, so bad against others. Yep. They kind of get up. Against good teams, bat, uh, uh down against bad teams. Matter of fact, they almost beat Tennessee. Then they lost later in the year to Vandy. Of course, yep. They were down. Remember, only twenty-eight twenty in the fourth to Georgia. It may have been late in the third, but either way, like they played Georgia well. Yeah, they True. Str- and then they struggled against South Florida, Missouri. So it's like they're all over the board. And the other reason is this is a must-win for Billy Napier. Yeah. Like big, big, big game. This is his 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 career right now. Swan song. His swan song. This is his career right now. Yeah. This is everything for him. So I don't want to take nine and a half fading them right now. Now look, both teams are great offensively. I mean, Florida is uh, number twenty in the country according to football outsiders. Florida State twenty four. Defense though is a different story. Like like Florida starts to drop off, and I know they're gonna give up yards. So you know florida state's good and i would say that of all the uh, the teams right now in the country that people aren't talking about that are really really good florida state may be close to a top 12 top 10 team Agreed. in terms of talent and no one knows it yet so i don't want to take florida for that reason i think this could be an opportunity for Florida State to to make a statement for Norvell to run this thing up and show that he's – because, let, let, you know, we talk about motivation from one side. Right. Let's not ignore Florida State's motivation. This, this is a rivalry game. They want to embarrass Florida. Yep. And if he could, that's going to do so much with the boosters. I mean, that buys him so much credit, talking about Norvell as a coach in the off season So yep. uh, I'm not going to make it a bet. I'm okay. going to be boring, but I'm not going to make it a bet board
1: okay sure. Fair enough. Uh, No bets from Tyler then so far, but we're going to get there. Um, Next up, we move on to Saturday's games. Uh, We're going to save the game for last, by the way, Tyler, Um, save it. South Carolina at Clemson. Uh, Currently Clemson, a 14 and a half point home favorite over their in state rival, South Carolina. Now, the Gamecocks had this offensive explosion last week against Tennessee. They put up 63 points, I think, on on you know a, a top five ranked Tennessee team. Uh, Spencer Rattler looks amazing. I mean, like it, it, he was incredible that game. He had six touchdowns, I think. Um, the, there's rumors coming out that, especially on the defensive side for Tennessee, it might have had. Uh, there may have been other things going on in the locker room. Namely, that apparently there's rumors that before the game or during halftime or something like that, but I think it was before the game, that uh, there was a fight in the locker room, in Tennessee's locker room, and that maybe Hendon Hooker, like I, all, all the details are fuzzy. None of this stuff is verified, by the way. Um, you're not going to see, you know, Adam Schefter tweeting this out. So I'll take that with a grain of salt. But that like Hendon Hooker or. Joe Milton, one of the quarterbacks, like punched and knocked out one of Tennessee's top linebackers. And and a bunch of the defensive players like quit on the team and said, like, I, I refuse to play. And that that may have had something to do with their performances that like they had a bunch of guys out and guys weren't like up. There's all these rumors. Now, I don't know, again, how real that is, but it doesn't bode well for Tennessee's defense. It also doesn't bode well for like, hey, is that the real South Carolina what we saw last week? Because I don't think it is. I think that that was an aberration. I think that what we saw all year with South Carolina's offense and with Spencer Rattler specifically um, is more the case. Uh, it, that's the real South Carolina and Spencer Rattler. Now they go at Clemson into a rivalry game. That's why I see this line is so much. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be jumping to take South Carolina here plus 14 and a half because of what they saw last week. And I'm going to take Clemson to cover, even though I hate that extra half point. I'm going to go with the Tigers minus 14 and a half here, Tyler.
0: Yeah, I mean, I lean Clemson this game. I'm not going to, again, take anything, but I just don't trust Clemson enough to actually make it a game. South Carolina's offensive line has been so bad. Clemson's yeah. defense can finally, I think, get some breathing room here and force some turnovers. And I just I, – look, I don't have a lot on South Carolina's, like, advanced metrics because they're so average in so many things. So this could be the opportunity for Clemson to finally play well, break through, but I don't trust them. Like, they've burned me so many times this year. They've underperformed. And maybe this is just an average Clemson team. Not average right. team, but average Clemson team. So, I mean, I could see a game where South Carolina hangs in there and makes this a close one. Rattler has a decent day, and, you know, they cover the spread. I could also see Car- uh, uh, Clemson winning by 25, 30. Right. So it's a pass, but I lean Clemson. I just don't trust them.
1: And Clemson has motivation to win this game by a lot if they want any chance at making the playoff, even though I don't think they had that chance. But there's always hope for style points, right? So it matters. Yeah, um, for sure. Louisville at Kentucky. We talked about this the last couple of weeks. This is important for... A, a preseason win total bet board that we have. I would um, certainly need Louisville to win this game going on the road at Kentucky. Kentucky is a, a three-point home favorite, and Kentucky's been disappointing the last few weeks. Louisville has, has shown up and played well, but you look at this matchup um, his, you know over the recent history, three straight wins for Kentucky in this game, and they have not been close. Mark Stoops has uh, Louisville's number, And I think their defense will be able to shut down Malik Cunningham. I don't feel good about this. I'd love to be wrong, and I'd love for uh, Louisville to get this win because uh, it would mean a bet board victory for me. But ultimately, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to lay the points with Kentucky here, minus three, Tyler. All right,
0: so this is also a play for me. This is my first bet of the day. Best bet, uh, Kentucky, minus three. This is a huge overreaction this line is to Kentucky's recent performances. Like, Kentucky should be closer to four, four and a half here. Right. So they lost to Vanderbilt. But honestly, everyone, Vanderbilt is... Did they? Yeah, they lost to Vandy, man. Okay. But Vanderbilt is, That's right, they did, at home, too. They're not a bad team. They just won again last week. Like Vandy's right. playing very, very well right now, and they're not good. I'm not saying, hey, Vandy's here to surprise Best But in it's the country. not some horrible loss, okay? And it was also a look-ahead game before they played Georgia. And, um, like I said, they're playing just super well. At it. So anyway, other two losses besides that, uh, Tennessee and Georgia. So Kentucky is losing to teams that are elite. They lost that trap game. Everyone's suddenly selling stock. I mean, they're not that bad as, as everyone thinks as everyone thinks, and also they're healthy. They're getting a lot healthier. Their their running backs are good. Uh Will Levis is playing well, which I want to call him Will Levi's cuz Levi's jeans is my sponsorship opportunity for him. Of course. But, you know, South Carolina... uh uh the loss to South Carolina, also, which you think that was a fluke last week, I'm not so sure. That's why I didn't make it a best bet for that, Tennessee. Well, when when uh, Kentucky lost to them,
1: oh, that was early in the year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. But my
0: point is looking back at Kentucky's loss to them. Sorry for didn't for, for not making that specific, but that doesn't look so bad now, right? right? With, with with how true. South Carolina's look, they've kind of, you know, played a little bit different. That doesn't look as bad. And that heartbreaking three-point loss to Ole Miss doesn't look as bad anymore. So, all right, let's talk efficiency, okay? Take out Georgia, Ole Miss, and uh, uh, Tennessee, okay? <laughs> I know that's a lot to take out, okay? <laughs> so, take out Georgia, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Yep. and Kentucky is ninth in the country in efficiency. Wow. Now, add those games in, their 39th, so I know that goes up a lot, but... I think this is a much better team than people think. So I'll take a minus three. By the way, the O-line getting a couple pieces back. So they're getting healthy, which they need because it's been very below average in the advanced stats. And the Louisville D-line actually pretty underrated this year. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup, Louisville's D-line against Kentucky's
1: offensive line. But still, we'll go Kentucky minus three for a bet. Love it. Okay, we're both on Kentucky minus three. Um, Next up, the Iron Bowl. Now, look. Not a lot at stake in this game, uh, obviously, for the first time in a while. Alabama um, is already out of the race for the SEC championship game, um, and right now they're they're playing at home. They have a 22-point favorite over Auburn. Um, This one is interesting from a motivational standpoint. Now, obviously... You know Brian Harson got fired a few weeks ago, right? Um, Cadillac Williams, who is the interim head coach, he's doing a pretty good job with Auburn. Actually, The last three weeks they, they've been a much improved team. Uh, they're running, they're running the ball well. Their defense has been playing better. But obviously, going on the road at Alabama, a totally different story. But what I think is interesting in this game here is that you look at this Auburn team; they have nothing to lose. And for Alabama, they have nothing to win. They have nothing to gain. And Alabama's players, even though the Iron Bowl is like, you know, probably the second best rivalry in all of college football, in my opinion. I think the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry is bigger. But these Alabama players, they don't go into every season saying, oh, our goal is to beat Auburn. It's Their goal is to win the national championship. And that's already out the window for them. And I wonder where their motivation is here because I don't actually think that that for them, it's, it's quite as big of a deal to beat Auburn as it is for Auburn to beat Alabama because they're the underdog here. And so, um, 22 points, look, like, I, I don't think that Auburn has a real chance to win this game, but you've seen a lot of clo- close games. This game was close last year uh, when Alabama was a better team, in my opinion. Um, and I think 22 points feels like a lot, especially for two teams that, you know, I think Auburn wants to slow down the game, run the ball, uh, take up, you know, time of possession. And, uh, and you know, Bama can certainly score quick, but I just don't know if we really see that, especially with this could be Bryce Young's last game in Alabama. I mean, honestly, he may likely, you know, good chance he's one of these guys that sits out his bowl game. Um, either that fires him up to play, have a really good game, or maybe if they're up, he says, like, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of mail it in here and, and not get hurt ahead of the NFL draft. So I don't know. I like Auburn. I'm going to take Auburn plus 22 here. Yeah, I don't have a lot on this game. It's about motivation for
0: me, like you said, and Auburn's good when they get going. They have so many good people. It's like LSU when we talked about Brian Kelly going in there. Right. Oh, who do they have? Who? It's like these teams have a lot have left talent. over, no yeah. matter what. So they're good. They can
1: show up. It does come down to Bama. I've got nothing on this game. I don't like it at all. So. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we go to the Apple Cup. Oh no, not the Apple Cup. We did. We, I fucked this up last week. What's the Oregon Oregon State rivalry? The uh, battle for Oregon. The battle for Oregon. No, it's a civil know. war or something. Yes, right? that's it. Civil war. Um, <laughs> Oregon goes at Oregon State. Currently, the Ducks are three point road favorites. To me, the biggest question here is Bo Nix's health. He played last week, he was not fully healthy, but he did play. Um, and still, you know, no one really knows for sure uh, where he's at, if he's going to be playing. And I, this Oregon State team is fired up to win this game. And th- these have been good matchups as of late. I believe Oregon State has won two out of the last three at home against Oregon here. And so I, this is an Oregon State offense that is legit, that can score, and we've seen Oregon's defense struggle um, as of late in a lot of games. They've given up points, especially to teams that – and look, the, the blueprint is out. If you just watch that Washington game, that gives you a lot. I'm like, hey, how can we score on Oregon here? Um, I like the Beavers to actually win this game outright. They'd be a money line pick of mine. I'm taking Oregon State plus three, Tyler. I'm on the Beavs.
0: Let's damn it up, the Beavs. <laughs> Um, You know, MIT is the Beavers as well. That's right. So there you go. Shout out MIT. Um, no, you're right with this. Bo Nix is banged up. Even if he can't play, he's not going to run the football. And when he can't run the football, he's not the same quarterback. Yep. So I think it's going to be a good game plan for the defense of Oregon State, which when you look at the Beavers' defense, what they do well is stop the the pass. And when they can be really efficient shutting down Oregon's pass – him one dimensional, I think things are going to be a lot. It, it, it's not going to favor Oregon in so many ways. Everywhere I look, I find little edges all over the all over the board for for Oregon State. So it's not some huge, overwhelming, you know, uh, obvious play. But once you start to do the handicap and add everything up, it's like you know what, Oregon State's to play here. So. Yep. I'm going Beavers. I think they have an advantage in a lot of different areas. So Oregon State at home, plus home field. This may home field be is a big deal. the biggest and loudest game in the last seven, eight years in Oregon State. For Corvallis. I mean, this is a big game for them.
1: So yeah, yeah, we'll go Beavs. We roll with the Beavs. I roll love it. No bet board games. Yeah, no, do we have a bet board game? No, sir. No, we don't. I thought you made, you made the chink sound. Yeah, but that was... Oh, wait. What was that for? Yeah, what was that for? All right. Let's see here. Was that for uh, Florida State, Florida? No. No. Clemson, South Carolina? No. no it y- was for next year. Remember the uh, oh, next year? Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Yeah. Good call. I was like, I know I heard that sound, but I couldn't remember where. Okay. So, no bet board games for any of these games. Um, no bet board, yeah. Iowa State at TCU. TCU, the fourth spot. They got the playoffs secured. This, to me, is the disaster game. This is where the Big 12 could lose out on the playoff entirely, and you could see TCU uh, not make it in. They're currently 10-point home favorites hosting Iowa State, and e- Iowa State is not having a good year. You look at the record, they're not having a good year. Their offense hasn't been great, but look at how they've been losing games, Tyler. I, I think they have six losses now. Uh, I believe. I could be wrong. Seven, my good seven. man. Seven. So, okay, even better. You know why? Because six out of those seven losses, Tyler, have been by uh, by seven points or less. Ooh. One score games. Ooh. Many of those games are like three and four point losses. Ooh. Iowa State has been in these games. Their defense has been giving other teams fits, and even though their offense hasn't been enough to get the job done, they haven't been winning the games, they're in every game. And TCU has been scratching and clawing at the second half of every game to come back and win these games and now you're going to tell me they're 10 point home favorites here over Iowa State. I love the Cyclones here. I think this is a major trap game. I don't know if you can call it that the last game of the season going into you know uh, a you know postseason play here. I'm sure that TCU knows that this is a dangerous game, but this is not a great situation for TCU for their last game to, to be playing in Iowa State team with nothing to lose. They can just play spoiler and they've been really close in every game they've played. I like the Cyclones here plus 10.
0: Yeah, I'm on Iowa State as well and um, you mentioned a lot of it. They're in a lot of close games this year. And let's quickly take a left turn and talk about why advanced stats, stats in general, and the final score, like like what, why they're important. Because a lot of people who, who follow sports look at the final score, okay? Yep. And uh, let, let's use an analogy, okay? So here's what I say. I say... The, the, the final score, okay, what we know and what we know to be true is the final score. That's, that's the everything. That's the turkey of Thanksgiving, sure. okay? <laughs> so the final score is the turkey. all comes back to turkey. It all comes back to turkey. And then the stats are the sides, mm. okay? So, and here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about knowing the full story and getting the full picture of anything, okay? You can't have a full Thanksgiving meal without sides, okay? That's the stats, the passing yards, the third down conversions, okay, all that stuff. Yep. And then there's the advanced stats. You know what the advanced stats are? That's the gravy and the dessert. Mm. Now, can you have a Thanksgiving meal without gravy and dessert? Technically, of course you could. Sure. Right? Of course you can. If you're a loser. If you're a loser, right? But advanced stats and gravy and dessert make it all come together and make it amazing. A full plate. A full plate. Yep. So that's what advanced stats are. That's why it's important. Will mentioned six out of seven games this year they've lost have been within a score. That's huge. I mean, that just means why that's important is they should go fifty-fifty in those games. Like right. theoretically, if you're in those games, there should be no reason you're losing. And when you look at Iowa State, it's like there's not a reason. It's not like oh, they've got a horrible this or that. Elite coach. They just had some bad bad. <laughs> <laughs> they've just had some bad luck this year. Okay, so when you look at the advanced stats for Iowa State defensively, this is a very very good team, if not elite. And when you when you're you know very laughing good. at me right now, saying why are they you know elite? How could they be elite? They have seven losses. A lot of those, as we said, could have been wins. And if you look at it, a website like Football Outsiders, they're fourth overall, the number four defense in the country, according to their FEI rankings, which takes out everything, just looks at the pure ratings, play-by-play, team-by-team, and adjusts for your for who you've played, Yep. number four team in the country. They're number five in the country at first down rate – and they're number six in the country at drive value rate, which means where does your opponent start? Where does the average team end up? Or where should the average team end up? And where do they end up? Sixth in the country at that. So, I mean, Iowa State's good. Elite in all these categories. They're very, very, very uh, uh, underrated. A lot of people look at the record, see, see, you know, they're not going to make a bowl game and they write them off. So I think Matt Campbell is going to get these, these guys pumped. And I think he's not lost the room. And you know what? This is going to be a game where it's like he's getting them ready. It's like they don't have a bowl game this year. There's no bowl game. This is their bowl game. This yep. is their final game of the year. So he's going to get them so ready, so hyped to go ruin TCU season. I don't know if they're going to win, but plus 10, that's that's too many points. So I Yeah,
1: and like you look at their – like the one team that did beat them by more than double digits was Oklahoma. Um, o- Oklahoma, and they, they beat them by 14. By 14, right. And so like, it's not like that. They're not getting blown out by anyone. I mean, 31 points is the most points they gave up in a game against Baylor. Uh, uh, so many of these other games, they're giving up 20 or less. A lot of low-scoring games. The defense is elite, so we're both in the Cyclones. Yes. Tyler agrees. Matt Campbell, top five coach in college football. Matt Campbell um, is the
0: next uh, best coach ever.
1: Uh, <laughs> the next best coach ever. <laughs> well, I love that title. Um we're both I mean you and I are on a lot of the same bets, which bodes well for for people mm-hmm. that want to gamble cuz typically our numbers are fantastic when we're on the same side. They get side. toasty. Um Notre Dame at USC, the 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 battle for the golden Shillelagh.
0: Oh, the golden shillelagh.
1: It's like a it's like a wizard staff, but it's like dip in gold. I'm pretty sure that's it's what like a shillelagh a, it's is. It's like a
0: walking stick in
1: Narnia. <laughs> uh, right now no, uh, USC, a five point home favorite over Notre Dame. Yes. Notre Dame has really turned things around this year, uh, from where they started early. Obviously everyone was talking about how terrible of a job. Marcus Freeman is doing all of a sudden he's doing a pretty damn good job. They showed up really well. They beat Clemson at home. Um, you know, they're, they're playing well against teams. Uh, They've, they beat North Carolina. I mean, they've, they've had some really, they played well, obviously that first game against uh, Ohio state. So they're showing up against good teams actually. And they go at USC here who is locked into the Pac-12 championship game. All of a sudden in the playoff hunt, is this a major upset or a trap game? Look, I think that you, this is a really interesting matchup because you have a really powerful USC offense, a very good Notre Dame defense, and on the other side, it's the exact same thing, right? It's it's a bad uh, uh, USC defense and a bad Notre Dame offense. And so, where does that edge lie? Is this going to be a game where where Notre Dame can finally score points on a bad defense? Is this going to be an opportunity for USC's defense to finally have you know a bad offense to play against to keep the score low? Um, Notre Dame did a really good job of containing the top quarterbacks they've played against this year. They played uh, they played. Uh, C.J. Stroud at Ohio State. They played Drake May at North Carolina. Uh, They played D.J. Uyungle, like really top-level quarterbacks, and they've contained them really well. The difference that I think I see in Caleb Williams is that even though he he's incredible he can do everything he's the deadliest out of all those guys with his with his feet even more so than DJ Uwiyungola he's really good at extending plays uh, and and to use that that old phrase making uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit when the, when the play breaks oh, down yeah, nah, what? when the when the play breaks down <laughs> when the play breaks down he makes plays and USC has a lot of really elite talent at wide receiver as well um, but I'm nervous for this game. I'm not going to lie. I think I, think I want to pick... What are you doing, Will? I think I want to pick USC, what are you but doing I'm terrified here? for this one. I'll, I'm going to go with the Trojans, go with my gut. Again, I think that Lincoln Riley is a pretty elite coach, and, he's, and he shows up in most big games when he has the talent, and in this one, I think he'll find ways to exploit... The Notre Dame defense, which even though it's good, I don't think it's elite. Um, and I think that USC will still be able to move the ball, score points, and I, what I'm not willing to do is put my money on Drew Pine and the Notre Dame offense to score enough points t- to you know to cover and win this game. So I'm taking the Trojans minus five, Tyler. Yeehaw. Shook them up. We are both on USC
0: Ugh. minus five and a half here, and a lot of this comes down to that offensive line. USC's O-line this year has been dominant. Alright, so in average line yards, unadjusted stat How many yards are they getting per rush? Number one in the country. Standard down, which means in rushing situations, number one in the country. Opportunity rate. How well does your offensive line perform on a standard basis per snap? Number one in the country. And then stuff rate. How often do you let your running back or quarterback get hit behind the line of scrimmage? Number four in the country. USC's offensive line, I don't care where their schedule, who you're playing, those are elite numbers. And I think what's going to happen over the course of the game, they're going to wear Notre Dame down. Notre Dame's going to get their opportunities. Don't you. Marcus Freeman is shown to be a good coach. I mean, this offense is shown to to gel. They're going to get their opportunities. Yep. But five and a half points, it's not enough. USC is going to pull away. They're going to score. I like USC here to win the battle up front, let Caleb Williams get going. I don't know if it's going to be the run game or the pass game, but you know what I uh, overestimated last week was the absence of uh, Travis Dye, Right. right? He's a great running back, but they don't need him for what they do right now. Right necessarily for everything. I'm sure there are a couple of schemes, couple things here or there where they do need him. But overall, I
1: think they're going to be just fine with five and a half. So I'll take USC. Okay, love it. Uh, Kansas at Kansas State. Uh, currently Kansas State 11 and a half point home favorite here over the fan favorite Jayhawks. Now, I don't have a ton on this game. I think Kansas State clearly the better team and Kansas has had a big crash back to reality. But there's something about this crash game, Tyler, that makes Hope me want to take grabbing. the Jayhawks <laughs> <laughs> shout out m m um yeah i mean there's something about this game that makes you want to take the jayhawks when i see that 11 and a half number do you have a best bet for this one? Oh, will oh will do you have
0: a best oh, what bet did, what do they say on the uh office oh d oh it's d, not man, on the office that, That's yes a, it is where she goes he goes oh yeah she says O oh, D. and then it's dwight and in and, and oh right
1: oh d. I thought right, going so, anyway, i'm always sunny sorry Let's make it a bedboard game.
0: I'm on Kansas State, dog. You're on Kansas State? I'm on State. Kansas State, dog. Let's make it a bedboard. Uh, Let's
1: make it a bedboard. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm, I'm riding with Kansas strictly because I th- Kansas State, I believe, is locked into the Big 12 championship game. Am I right? Well, duh. Uh, um,. Kansas has nothing to lose here, and this is the first year where they can go into this game and know that Kansas State is a good team and that, hey, we might be able to compete with this team because ultimately, you know, we've had, we're better than we've expected. They, the players are just now getting the buy-in that they we know for Lance Leopold's not leaving. I'm taking my Rock Chalk Jayhawks plus 11 and a half. Rocket I hope they wear the all-white jersey. Suck
0: a big rocket. All right. So here we go. Uh, wow, I just made that up on the spot. I sorry Brilliant. for all the kids out there. All um, the youngsters. Okay. So I think a lot of this does come down to Adrian Martinez. Uh, he's out. Mm. He ain't playing, dog. He's he's yes. on the bench. And so it goes to to Will Howard. So personally, at first, you know, you look at this and you go, ah, Jiminy Christmas. He's out. You know, I'm not betting him. But dude, Will Howard can ball. This guy is a good. Quarterback this year, sixty-five percent completions, yep. eleven touchdowns, two picks, and last week when he got the full start, he ranked twenty-sixth in my rankings for efficiency. Wow! So I did a deep dive on this kid. Okay, now I've got a little bit on this game. I've got a little bit on this game. Obviously, I'm coming with a little juice here. Okay, I did juice. a little deep dive little on juicy. our boy Will Howard. Listen to this, Will. So our boy, oh Will, it's your it's your guy, Will Howard. He's your name twin.
1: Yep, my so, name twin. Great name.
0: When Kansas State runs play action with him. His average depth of target goes from nine point one yards to thirteen point two. That's one of the biggest jumps in college football, going from nine point one yards for all the people out there. Exactly. So what they're doing is kind of under the radar. Kansas State's airing it out, and they're doing it successfully with play action. Now, when he's not running play action, Will Howard specifically this year is getting rid of the ball in 2.7 seconds, which is so fast to, to, to kind of give you an, an idea out there listening of how fast 2.7 seconds is everyone talks about tom brady in the nfl getting rid of the ball quickly then he never gets touched never gets sacked his average tom brady's average time to release this this season 2.6 mm. so will howard is getting like on that, that level when the they don't run play action this is an offense running very well with him in the mix i know martinez has played well this year but ask yourself when Adrian Martinez looked super average, super t- pedestrian, below average, if you will, even at Nebraska, goes to Kansas State, has, has rejuvenation. Is it because of Martinez or was it because of this coaching staff and yeah. this offense? And then suddenly, you know, Will Howard, who the hell is Will Howard? Oh, yeah, he, he's a good quarterback in this system. So I think Kansas State's going to have some success here. And by the way, we haven't even talked about the rush attack. So they've got a lot of guys back in the rush attack. Uh, uh, Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn is back. But he didn't look great, as a matter of fact. He didn't look himself last week, right? He only had, you know, it was a pedestrian showing. But I was kind of, if I'm betting on them... Impressed and I felt comfortable with DJ Giddens when he got on the on, on the field. He, I mean, he looked so good last week. He had 12 carries, 78 yards, touchdown, and this year he's only had 65 touches, but he averages just under six yards a carry and he's got five touchdowns. Deuce Vaughn has six, so he's still been involved in the red zone. I like their approach with him. I think Kansas State's the play here. I just find edges, you know, kind of everywhere I look. So we'll go KSU 11 and a half. I'm taking the points here. Bet board.
1: Bet board I love game. It. Okay. And last, but certainly not least, Tyler, the game. We have Michigan. Wait, what about the Apple Cup at Washington, Washington State? Oh, oh, shoot. Okay, sorry. The Apple <laughs> Cup. I forgot about the Apple, <laughs> I Apple Cup. I was like, why is I Will building right this game over up so much? Wash. I don't have a ton for this game. I think that Washington is having a great year. And again, the buy-in from Kalen DeBoer. Uh, um, getting the extension, I think bodes well. I love their offense. I think they're going to score points on this Washington State team. Uh, I'll take uh, I'll take the Huskies minus two, Tyler.
0: Yeah, I'm on the Huskies as well. Uh, what? Here's the thing. This is actually a really interesting stat. So last couple games, Washington State has been on a good roll. They've won. They've won yeah, a good year. three in a row. But if you rewind, okay, those last three games, they went into the Stanford game. They were four and four overall, one and four in Pac-12 play. Very below average Pac-12 team. Then they had Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona. They won all three games, but in those three games, they won the turnover battle nine to one. Yep. Think about that. That's That's incredible. It's number one in the country when you look at last three games divided, like you know, separated out best team in the country, number one, for turnover differential in those three games. They won they won the turnover battle four nothing against Stanford, one nothing against ASU, and then last week four one against Arizona. Wow. So you give any team in the country, you give my Colorado Buffaloes a four nothing difference in the turnovers, yeah. they may win a game. So that matters so much. And I look at this Washington State team. They're good. They're well coached. I like them, but Minus two, I think that that's a that's a good spread for Washington on the road, Apple Cup. They have a point to prove and they're finally getting healthy. I think Washington's also a little underrated because for a lot of this season they've been hurt. So that gets baked into the number. They say what's their season average, how they've been doing on the rush, and they've they're healthy now. Playing well. I, I like Washington in this game. Uh minus two. Huskies. We're both in the Huskies. Huskies. Okay. Oh!
1: Last but not least, the game, Tyler. That's the best. Uh, Michigan at Ohio State. Yes. Number two versus number three. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, Ohio State's seven and a half point home favorite. This number has bounced around. Um, Before last Saturday, it was right around the same number. Blake Corum gets hurt, obviously, in the Illinois game. It jumped up all the way up to nine and a half at one point, and now we've seen it come back to seven and a half. Um, Now, look, I am trying to go with what your philosophy and what we've talked about a lot this year, which is don't overreact to one game. And I'm trying to not do that because Michigan looked terrible last week. I mean, it was a horrible game. I, they probably should not have won that game against Illinois period. But what outside of that game all year long, Michigan has been elite running the ball and, and, and out physicaling teams. Their defense is great. Their defense is going to keep them in this game. I think regardless, um, but what Ohio state hasn't done is, You know, and and we've talked, I've talked about this all year long. Like last year, they weren't a physical enough team to stop you know, the true teams that come in and want to bowl you and can, and that's what this Michigan team is when they're playing their best, their offensive line, who, by the way, had some hurt guys last week. Uh, I think are going to play this week. They're going to get a lot of injured guys uh, back for this game. Blake Corm I'm not so sure about, um, but I think the line coming back down to where it is, I think probably means he does play. I don't know if he's going to be hundred percent though. The real question may be is the, the backup quarterback Donovan Edwards playing, but anyway, um, Ohio State hasn't played a team like this all year long, and even though everyone can talk about how improved the defense is, and it definitely is improved, but are they physical enough to play a team that can just bully you and run the ball right down your throat and stop that? We don't know. No one that Ohio State has played is is on that level of, of a capability when it comes to running the ball and offensive line play. Penn State's probably the closest one. And if you watch how Penn State played Ohio State, Penn State was moving the ball against Ohio State this year. Um if it wasn't for three really bad interceptions from Sean Clifford, Penn State might win that game, honestly. Like they were they were they were dominating that game. They were they were the better team for 3 quarters of that game. Um and Michigan shut down Penn State's you know run run game. Uh they dominated in that game. Like I think that that this is a thing where you have so many hurt guys and and variables for both sides, by the way. Obviously, it sounds like Jackson Smith and Jigba might not play. Um, We know that Mayan Williams is out for Ohio State. Uh, Travion Henderson is banged up. At the very least, he might play, but, but... Ohio State's not running the ball on Michigan. I can tell you that much. Now, the passing game is good enough to where they could win this game and win it convincingly. That's how good C.J. Stroud and this wide receiver core is. But I just don't see a, that happening. I don't see a blowout happening. I think that Michigan's defense, even though I believe they're going to give up yards in this game for sure, I, what I don't think you're going to see is a lot of like I don't think you're going to see many 60-yard passing like massive chunk plays. I think Michigan will keep everything in front of them. They play a lot of zone defense for that reason. It's to keep everything in front of them and then force you to win in the red zone. That may be the ultimate deciding factor for but, this game is who can actually punch it in at the end.
0: But Michigan's still number 4 in the country in passing yards allowed per game.
1: Yeah. I mean they're they're giving up 161 per game definitely. The but they haven't played an offense even close to Ohio State's level, to be fair. like, And, and I don't know that Ohio yeah. State, people... But are, Ohio State's, their their hole this year has been going vertical.
0: If you think about, like... Right. And you know what's funny is when we evaluate Ohio State and Michigan, it's a totally different level. Like, when I see Ohio State number 20 or 30 or 40 in the rankings, I think, oh, how horrible is that? But for any average team, it's not that bad. Right. So the, everything we're talking about's a different level. But... Yeah. Given how they usually perform, they don't have a downfield threat as nearly as much as they usually do this year. Right. I know Harrison's elite. I know they're they're Harrison is elite, I for know. Sure. I know they guys, but they, they but the stats don't show it. Right. Their stats don't show they right. can go deep and 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 you know kind of use the second and third level to their will. Right. So a lot of this game goes in Michigan's favor, and, right. and I think they have an advantage up front. I mean, this defensive line has overperformed all year long. Harbaugh knows how to. Uh, I just think that they have a lot of ways to beat Ohio State. They can run the football. They can also use short passes. Ohio State, I think, is going to struggle defensively. Ohio State's shown holes this
1: year. They They really have. have. See, but I think their holes have been more on the offense. Like, you look at the games where they've struggled, and like sometimes, some of these games I'm talking about, right, they struggle for a half against Iowa, and the second half, they score like 40 points and blow them out, right? But you look at the games where they have had times where they've struggled, or even whether it be whole games, like that Northwestern game, we're talking about teams that want to play physical and and, and and bully them. And 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 that's what Michigan can do.
0: I know that you're identifying what we've seen, so I agree with that. But my point is the schedule is so weird in the Big Ten because you don't get these offenses that you can rely on when you go back and look at final scores and stats. I mean, when Ohio State has played good offenses, Maryland, I'd say, is a good offense. Right. They gave up 30 last week. Yep. Indiana, I'm not going to put in that category. Northwestern, no. I'm not going to put in that category. Penn State, I'll put in that category. They gave up 31 to Penn State. Right. Iowa, of course not. Michigan State, not really. No. Rutgers, not There's really. There's not a lot of good offense Wisconsin, in the Big, in the big not really. Ten, honestly. So we're going back through the whole schedule. Wisconsin, Toledo, yep. Arkansas State, Notre Dame. Like, And that was week one of the season against Notre Dame, and they won that 21-10. Right. They haven't seen anyone like Michigan. So I know everyone's saying, well, Michigan hasn't seen Ohio State. Ohio State doesn't seem like close. Yeah, their schedule's to Michigan. not great either. And when they have 30 against Maryland, 31 against Penn State. And by right. the way, that's not a good sign because Penn State ran the football against them. Yep. Maryland threw the football against them. Right. So it's they showed two different ways to do it. I, I think there's a lot of signs showing here. Michigan's the play. And I also think this is a really interesting line because I think this shows one thing. As a new handicapper, as a new sports better, someone who just got into this a couple years ago, I mean, relatively to a lot of people who dictate the lines and who, who who move this stuff actually, like move the number. I think what we see here is an old school mentality. What's happening is the previous identity of Ohio State and the previous identity of Michigan is being considered way too much in this line. Right. Michigan should have been upgraded substantially, way more than what we see now. And Ohio State, I'm not going to say should be downgraded, but you can't upgrade them that much this year. You certainly can't look at this team and say, they're better than I thought they were going to be preseason. Right.
1: No one could say that. That's a very good point because, like, everyone, they came in like a team everyone was picking with win the national championship. And, you know, they've been a very good team. I don't think they've lived up to that expectation of where people had them to start the year and that's where a lot of this basis is.
0: Exactly. And so a lot of people look at this and say, Okay, seven and a half, it's still I see seven and a half and even though it's tighter than it was preseason, it's still a slap in the face to a Michigan team that the market is saying doesn't belong on this level. Right. And I think it's the year that, despite history, they do. So as a better, this is, in my opinion, where you find advantages in Windows, where you're seeing something the entire market may be overlooking, and we're actually maybe, I think, down the right path here. So... I like Michigan seven and a half. a half's a really good number and I'll make it a best bet as well.
1: Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm going to take Michigan plus seven and a half. Now here's the the counterpoint. If you're someone that wants to bet on Ohio state here, there are reasons to, and these are the reasons that make me as a Michigan fan nervous. First of all, JJ McCarthy has basically gotten worse as the year has gone on the last few weeks. He has not played well last week. He played terribly. He was inaccurate throwing the ball, making poor decisions. Now his accuracy numbers overall aren't bad this year, and he's not turning the ball over a lot, which is good, but he hasn't been able to hit the deep ball for weeks. Uh, Michigan does not have a top-level receiver. They have a bunch of like really solid guys, but they're all kind of just that. They don't have a true number-one game-breaker receiver. Um, and if the running game isn't working, if Blake Corm's not healthy, if the offensive line, if, if these guys that were hurt last week, if they can't get the ball moving on the ground, Michigan is fucked. I'm just going to say so, it. So I have a prediction. Michigan's going to
0: have one player, one receiver. They set up in the offensive game plan. He's going to have like seven catches, 80
1: yards in the first if half. If it does, it'll be Roman Wilson. That would be my guess. Yeah, there we now, go. But the, here's the other bad. It, the two things that have to happen in this game for Michigan to win this game. First of all, like they have to get the push in the offensive line, which I think they can do. J.J. McCarthy has to be accurate, which I'm not sure he can. And the other thing is they have to create a pass rush and get to C.J. Stroud. Now, last week, they didn't have uh, Mike Morris, their number one edge rusher. It sounds like he's going to play this game. They, they arrested him last year in order to, to play this game. If Michigan can get pressure on C.J. Stroud, they have a chance in this game. If they can't, if and I don't think that Ohio State's offensive line is by any means elite. I think that they're really big, but I think they're kind of a finesse. They're not like physical, punch-you-in-the-face offensive line. If Michigan can create pressure on C.J. Stroud, they have a chance. If if a quarter into the game, he's throwing everything out of a clean pocket, like, look out, this is when it could be dangerous. So okay. You can so, see Ohio State light them up. So let me give you some stats for that. Um...
0: If Ohio State gets in passing down situations, I think Michigan can be successful. So here's why. Uh, Unadjusted stats, standard down sack rate. So when it's a standard down as in first and 10, second and seven, third and four, a standard down, Ohio State is number one in the country at allowing sacks. Right. So they don't get sacked in those situations. You then go to passing down sack rate, right? Uh, third and 10, yeah. Second and eleven. obvious passing yeah, situations. Yeah, obvious passing situations. They drop to fiftieth
1: in and the country, that, and that's not good for them either. Because I, with their first of all, their running backs being hurt, they have offensive linemen that are banged up. Like, and they haven't been a team that's been able to run the ball all year. And one, the one thing we know about Michigan's defense that is legit is that like they haven't given up rushing yards to basically anybody. No one has been able to run the ball in Michigan. So if if the if they if Michigan can keep Ohio State into those obvious passing downs, you know, second and long, third and long, that could bode well. But again, they have so to Ohio, get pressure. So Ohio State's going to have to throw the ball on first down. Yes. If
0: they're so, we're giving you kind of a counterpoint here. Yep. Devil's advocate: If Ohio State's going to be successful, they have to throw the ball on first down, Agreed. get out of those situations. Yep. That, that to me is one of the major keys to this game. And I know it seems simple, but that's what this is going to come down to. When Ohio State has the ball, yeah. what are they? What are they looking like on third down? What are they looking like on second down? Agreed. That's what this comes down to. Also, one more reason that uh, if you are going to bet on Ohio State, to feel comfortable this game has not historically been super close. Last year, Michigan won 42-27. Year before, Ohio State 56-27. Year before, Ohio State 62-39, 31-30. Overtime game in 2016, but before that, 42-13. So... What I find in this game is these people hate each other. These coaches hate each other. These teams hate each other. Yep. If one team has some kind of a schematic edge, they will exploit the shit out of that and Agreed. embarrass the other team as much as they can. That's why the blowouts happen And they happen have so every much.
1: incentive, too. Like, yep. Harbaugh took a shot calling uh, Ryan Day, saying he was born on third base after the game last year. Like, yep. Ryan Day's got every incentive to late still be throwing the ball if that's working for them. So, yes, agreed. Um, I, Let's do a score prediction. The total has come two. down in this game, by the way, which I think yes. bodes well for Michigan, because if you're going to say that this is going to be a, a lower-scoring matchup, I think that, that that plays to Michigan's favor much more what so. What is he over-under? Uh, I think it's like 52 right now. It's huh. low. It's not a it's lot. Let me, let me double-check that. But score prediction? Yeah, um, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Michigan wins. 28-27. Oh don't get my hopes up. Um,
0: Actually, no. I'm going to go 27-26 because I think that there's more of a combination oh of
1: touchdowns and field goals. That would literally give me a heart attack. Um, the total is... Sorry, it's 55 and a half, but it's coming down fine. from 58.
0: So I'm going to go 27-26. A weird combination of score because 28 implies four touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we need some, some field goals in there. I think this could and be a real reason low-scoring why I say that. game. The weather is getting better so a couple right. days ago the weather was supposed to be horrible
1: rain wind looks, looks pretty clear it's getting better as we yeah. move through the week that's another reason which why also we bodes well for Ohio State Um, <laughs> I would I will guess uh, okay Michigan's gonna win for the first time this is the other thing they haven't won in Columbus since 2000 so it's been 22 years by the way yeah. that's not great Um, Michigan is going to win the game I'm gonna uh, fuck it I'm gonna say it they're gonna win the game and I'm gonna say they win the game 26 to 23 Twenty six twenty three. That's my bet. Let's we're both go. on Michigan. We're both Incredible. On Michigan. I'm going to be right. losing my fucking. Mind. So,
0: so our bets. Once again, our bet board
1: games are. Uh, we only have one bet board game, and it is. Uh, it's right here. It's the Kansas Kansas State game. I'm on Kansas plus eleven and a half. You're on K State. And we made the futures bet. We made. We have the the, f- the right for um for where uh Lane Kiffin, Kiffin will yep. be. Um, and then we're both on Washington minus two. We're both on USC minus five. We're both on Iowa State plus 10. We're both on Oregon State plus three. Um, and we're both on Kentucky minus three. You don't have any other bets. I'm on uh, Ole Miss minus two, North Carolina minus six and a half, Florida State minus nine and a half. Uh, we're both on Michigan, sorry, plus seven and a half. I'm on Clemson, 14 and a half, and Auburn plus 22. Yeah! incredible and so many better games to watch i'm so excited go blue fuck ohio state Wait, what about it's, Knights of the square table it's rivalry week oh yeah Knights of the square table sorry uh, uh what do you sorry. got well I need, I need all to pull right. i'll give quick. you mine i'll give you mine okay do you have it ready uh, i'm picking three uh, all off the board you ready right uh, i'm picking four sorry all off the board we're going florida state minus nine and a half hang on let me write this down write it down florida, florida state, state minus Norville. nine and a half Norvell action uh, washington minus two Then we're doing um, uh, Iowa State plus 10. Okay. And last but not least, certainly not least, uh, I'm going to go Kentucky minus three. That's my 14 parlay. Knights of the square table. End of it. We're going to go, ooh, ooh, okay. Tyler's
0: money line dog, money dog. My money dogs. All right. So we're going to fade Oklahoma State. We're going to go West Virginia money line against Oklahoma State plus 265. New Mexico money line against CSU plus 245. Love it. And then Baylor money line at Texas plus 260. That pays 44 to 1. Put 5 bucks on it, win 225.
1: Boy, no I big mean deal. Put 10 bucks on it, win 500. There you go. Let's
0: fucking go. Put 50 bucks on it. Win two thousand two hundred sixty-six. Put nine
1: hundred and fifty-eight bucks on it. Win forty-three thousand dollars four (laughs) hundred twenty-nine. Nine hundred and forty-eight. I love that. Incredible. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Excited for the games. Happy Thanksgiving. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore Pod. We'll see you next week.